Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's the Knucklehead Comics Tuesday. It's fucking Tuesday. We got Lay in the building. We got Cap in the building. Cabs can't make it tonight, but he's here in spirit. Just know that shit. He's here with us in spirit. He's, you know, he's doing his, uh, his, his business thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, the big man tings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As the kids are calling and all that shit nowadays. What's going on, Lay? My man, just chilling, brother. Chilling. I hear that. I hear that. What's up, Cap? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Can't wait for the subject matter. I did. I, I did some research. I was like, wait a minute. Had some names. And then I'm like, no, no, no. I gotta. I gotta make. I gotta. I gotta make them beloved. <laughs> gotta make them nice. beloved and switch them. I gotta make them beloved. Nice, nice, nice. Yo, sorry. So speaking of the subject matter tonight, we're talking about villains that could have been better heroes. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm not going to lie. There's, there's something that I'm like, yo, uh, the backstory on this fucking villain, he kind of needs to be a fucking <laughs> bad guy. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, there's other ones. That you could you could uh, justify them if little things here and there were tweaked. They could be heroes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can see that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm completely with it, man. Yeah. Some of them just have... they. If they take a left on Albuquerque, they could have been a different person. Oh, yeah. That one oh, left. Yeah. In the words of Buck Bunny, that left on Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. to, to paraphrase uh, from Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, anyone can be a hero from a certain point of view. Yep. I mean, that's the great thing about a villain. Like we said, it, and one of the first ones is, in their minds, they are a hero sometimes. You know? And then some of them, you can, like a guy like Magneto, you can definitely give that that too because he is doing the right thing you know and for the right cause but the way he goes about it people don't like it or are not a fan of it i personally have never been against what he's doing i understand you know what i mean even even dr dude he runs latveria very efficiently the people are happy there you know he feels he can run the world that way i i'm on his side with that i'm like yo if he can run a country that well imagine a whole world yeah I'm never one, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're only second to Wakanda in technology. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not and wrong. That's, you know, that's what I'm people like the Joker and Carnage are just there's there's just madness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And and that's what we're gonna get into tonight. We're gonna get mm-hmm. into this the nitty and the gritty, you know? Yeah. And Shit, yo, late. You want to start it off, or you guys want to talk about who's, you know, what characters we got, and then we get into well, we we get into that way. Give her like a like a little summary, and then go from there. Okay, okay. I will. Um, I'm gonna let Cap start off because I just want to. Nah, I'm just <laughs> no, right. no rhyme or reason. It's like the Joker. I just do. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, so I'm listening all three. Yeah. Little Cap and all three, and then. All right. So I picked Dakin. Dakin is the 616 universe uh, son of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dabbled in the, a little bit of goodness before, but I think there's something deeper in there. I also picked the Prowler, who in the Ultimate Universe is Aaron uh, Aaron Davis, Miles Morales' uncle. Uh, he's different in the 616 universe, but I think they kind of blended him now. Uh, he's another one I picked. And... My creme de la creme that I picked, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, that was good. 
For anybody who don't know Mr. Freeze, watch the excellent documentary uh, Batman Forever where Arnold does 100% the best job you can ever do with that character. It's actually Batman and Robin, but... Oh, is it? Whatever, yeah. Yeah, I remember because I remember to avoid that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I I was getting confused because they're both... Trust me. That's the one with that's the one with the uh, with the with the not so good everybody. Um <laughs> everybody freeze. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. I tell you right now, I probably said this before on the podcast, but I'm gonna say it again. It's mm-hmm. got my favorite movie quote ever. Which is what killed the dinosaurs? Oh the ice age. <laughs> oh man, right before he turned that whole place into a fucking icicle. <laughs> Shit. Um, so who who you got, Lay? Um, I have um first one is I have Taskmaster. Okay. Which is which is ironic because of the way he started. Telling you just that one left. It takes it, it takes it another place. Um second one, I'm sorry. Second one I got is actually Sinestro, in a sense, kind of the way he started. You know what I mean? You know, and uh Honestly, I got Galactus for many reasons. You know what I mean? Because not really a villain if you think about it. Man, he's just hungry. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are those are my three. Okay, he okay. Just needs the Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, it's, uh, and it's in the fucking planet. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Shit. <laughs> my my three I have are um, Bane, Bane, Deathstroke, and Aim. And who? Aim. Advanced intelligence mechanics. Oh, aim, aim the co- yeah. oh the company. Oh, so you got yeah, a whole yeah. company. Yeah, 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 company. yeah. Because you you know what the crazy the similar thing between all three of these is that people did shit to them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it wasn't like they made the choice. The choice was made for them. So if 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 someone else would have did this shit to them, or that shit would have never happened, these guys could have been some heroes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah, and yeah. uh. The, the 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 origin I'm going off of for Bane was uh, Bane's Revenge, so it's ah. it's a, it it's it's similar to the movie, but not similar. Like there's like one part in the fucking movie of Dark Knight Rises that was similar to this origin, mm-hmm. and it's him being in jail. So but other than a, that, so it's the one where his he's serving his father's sentence. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. That's a, that, that's a that's a fucked up country for that. Like, yeah, you can't serve. I'd be like, yo, but I ain't do it. <laughs> Word. Damn, son. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, yeah. That the 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 other bane in the movie. And at, yeah, at, nothing, the, end of, nothing at the end of that, I have two heroes that I would flip to villains. And I would okay. because of how they are as heroes, how you flip them, they would be, I mean, amazing villains, you know. So yeah. I, oh, once yeah. I thought about that, I was like, what about the other side of that coin? So I just thought I, about that too. Shit, I can come up with some. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just did it. I just did it because when I did those, I was like, "All right, those are set." And I was like, "Wait a minute, what about the other side of this?" Oh yeah. You know, and I thought of two right away, and I was like, "Wait, this one and yeah, it's perfect." And one is Marvel, one is DC. So there you go. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, who you want? Who you guys want to go first on this? Well, I, I'm interested in the Bane thing just to see because okay. we're talking about we pretty much like. Touched on the origin of it. So yeah, I want to see what your perception of that is, the hero. Okay, so so here's the thing: the origin of Bane 
in this in this version is that his his father was a um revolutionary that he was um a freedom fighter basically mm-hmm. and he was fighting the for the country and he fled the country but he had a child now the the country the government there took the child which was Bane brand new fucking yo newborn child and they said well we can't find your father so you're going to do the life sentence for him and they threw the newborn baby in jail now the kid grew up in jail and he actually got the name Bane in jail from the from the the warden and he you know he he was taught how to read by the inmates and he was taught how to fight and he was training every day cuz he took up bodybuilding so that way he can protect himself and when he got old enough he became king of the prison and when he became king of the prison he also volunteered for a uh, uh, experimental um process which is where it introduced the venom into him where the venom would increase his strength his speed and all that other stuff but it w- it would have to be on a 12 hour basis every 12 hours he would have to get the venom injected into him or he would lose his strength and everything but it's also highly addictive like it's a de- like it's a strong dependent for him and once he, you know, he no one survived the, the these uh these experiments, but he survived. And when he survived it, he actually faked his death to get out of the prison. And he he escaped the prison through faking his death and round up a couple of thugs to go after the prison and did, like get payback for everybody on the fucking prison. Then he wound up going to 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 Gotham for I forgot the specific reason, but he ran into the Batman. And the reason why he wanted to kill the Batman is because he had nightmares of bats as a child in the prison. And he thought the Batman was the bat that was haunting him. So he wanted to kill the bat that tormented him his entire life in the prison. So he knew that he couldn't take the bat on straight ahead. So what he did was he tore down the walls of Arkham to release all of the prisoners and it took Batman three months to ring them all back up. And after Batman rang them all back up, uh, Bane was waiting in the mansion, in the Wayne mansion, for Batman to come back because he deduced that he was Bruce Wayne because of the way he was ringing up the, the villains. And while Batman was at his weakest, he beat up Batman and broke his back. And with Batman being on the sidelines, he became the king of Gotham street crime. Basically, like like Kingpin, you know. So, so when he did that, Batman's replacement—I forgot which one it was. It was the one with the claws. Uh, Azrael. Azrael. He actually beat Bane, and um, you know, by cutting the venom off of him and and doing that. And then Bane was in jail, and while Batman was learning how to walk again, Bane turned his attention to his father. He was like, "I need to find my father and kill that motherfucker because all that shit happened because of his father." You know. So, so that's that's the origin of Bane and how he broke the bat. Now, imagine if they never, if the father took him with him. This kid, learning all this shit, being a, a freedom fighter, would have been somebody that fought for the the people that didn't have anybody, you know, protecting him. Absolutely. And with his knowledge and all the other shit and his capacity to learn, yep. he probably could have been. He probably could have been, you know. Um, like uh, I want I don't want to say Captain America, but like he could have been a hero for the freedom fight, like tearing down corrupt governments in in different countries and and you know 
doing shit like that. Uh, I forgot the name of the fucking thing that I'm. I'm look. I'm looking for the specific name of the of a person that's like a freedom fighter, but the was not a revolutionary, right? Am I? Yeah. Hmm? Oh, okay. So he could have been like a, a revolutionary type type hero. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it was just if if the father never left him and they never did all that shit and gave him a jail sentence. Mm-hmm. I see. I see that other side of the coin where he would have been just as smart and powerful. Maybe not without. Maybe not with the venom, but that that intelligence and the and the and the desire to 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 grow physically and mentally and all that could have that vastly helped on the good side of things. I agree. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. You know what I mean? Because that dedication it, it takes it takes a lot to dedicate yourself like that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But then again, you're in prison, so you got so, no yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, just so the good thing about prison, time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and you—I mean, lots of time. And apparently, <laughs> books—all the books you can read, absolutely—and all the weights you can you can lift if you want. Word. Yeah. Nothing says reformity as a fucking six hundred pounds solid muscle man that can lift up a car. Absolutely correct. He he changed. <laughs> <laughs> he came in here, rapist. He left a bodybuilder. He changed. That is the pure definition of reform. <laughs> Word. Well, I'm with that one. That's good. So, in what scenario would you would you see him as a hero? Like as a like an actual like. Got to got to give a scenario where you could see him meeting up with maybe another hero and interacting. You know what I mean? Not Batman though. Somebody else. No, no, no. Um. Cause everybody be like, "Oh, Batman!" I go, "Yeah, I don't think you meet Batman that soon. You meet somebody else before that." I think in this case, they would probably he would probably run into Ra's al Ghul. Okay. Or um, who's the, damn the 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 Neanderthal that touched the meteor? Oh, Randall Savage. Randall Savage. There you go. I could see him running into him also because Randall Savage was, you know, he he did the outskirts shit, laying low, gathering yep. his money and all that. So yes. yes. That's good. I can see that definitely. Yeah. As for a hero that he ran into, I don't. I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't really know ones that'll be like jungle. uh... So, I I have a suggestion if you're open to it. Okay. So you said he's more like a freedom fighter, and less of the venom roided out luchador. Yeah. So what if during one of his missions, his freedom fighting missions, he actually runs into soup Superman? Oh, okay. And and in helping, Superman sees the uh, what do you call it? Like there's a scuffle. He helps out. Superman sees him as almost like a Batman esque vigilante because of how brutal he is and how he fights and all that shit. But then when they get back to camp, he sees the actual. His actual nature, where he's helping out people, he's making sure the supplies are getting put together, you know, he's running the camp, and Superman sees him for more than just that, the violent side that he saw when they were in the shit in the jungle. And actually, he's like, oh, this is somebody we can count on in a humanitarian crisis. Man, that that, that that sounds plausible. Like, I could definitely see that. The Superman pretty much be all around the world if need be. Right. I mean, the Flash, you get there within seconds or minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. That one's a good one. I like that one. 
and then that that's how you can slowly bring him in to the Batman thing. Because then once he brings him to the Justice League, he can have his interaction. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. That's good. Mm-hmm. You can even introduce a thing where later on he gets the Venom, but only because now that he sees Superman and he sees other members of the Justice League, a little bit like um, <clears throat> like my boy John Walker. He's like, yo, I'm tremendously outgunned. So when he comes across a shipment of Venom, that he stops. He he messes around with it, sees what it does, sees how he can control it, and boom. Yeah. Okay. Works for me. Hmm? There you go. Yeah. Hmm? Sounds like it. That sounds like a win right there. Yeah. Also, he could also run into John Jones because John Jones. You know, could probably go undercover as somebody. Just like if if they're investigating Randall Sa- Vandal Savage, you know, yep. or, uh, yeah. So he could probably run into him, and then that that could be something also. Absolutely. All right, all right. So I right, one down. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to keep going, or you want to do a round table? We do a round. All right. Uh, all right, come on, Cap. I'm gonna go next. Yeah. All right, so I picked Dakin. Dakin is the son of Wolverine, like I said, in the 616, the universe, the mainstay universe, the one that's been going on since 19 whatever. Uh, so the story with Dakin is in 1946 or 47, Wolverine was in Japan and <clears throat> he fell in love with a woman. I can't pronounce the name, but it's like I T U S. That's how you spell the name. Isuis or Isu? Isuis? 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 Yeah. I apologize for anybody who's viewing this from Japan, but ITUS, that's that's her name. Uh, Wolverine was off doing something, and uh, we call it his mom died while pregnant to him, to Dakin. And a colonel. Son of the year. Ripped him (laughs) out of the mom and took him and raised him. You put the, they fucking did the same shit with uh, Wolverine. They put the animanium on him. He's got uh, two claws that come here and I believe one that comes out on this side. His wrist. Yeah. Not the wrist. And in, in the actual version, he is born and bred to hate Wolverine and just fuck up everything Wolverine does. Because he believes that uh, Wolverine did nothing to save his mom. It was his fault that she even got hurt in the first place. Who, who's his mom? Just a normal human? Yeah. Some okay. regular. Uh, so <clears throat> eventually he actually does some good because he plays the Wolverine role. In the Dark Avengers slash Thunderbolts, when uh, Norman Osborn takes over the group after the Avengers disbanded, I believe after Civil War, when uh, Norman was in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., he had the Iron Patriot suit, he had his whole team with him and Dakin and Ares, a whole bunch of other villains, Venom was on there for a little bit. So, in in my line, we're going to have the same exact thing happen. The only difference is Wolverine's going to get to him earlier. 
and Wolverine's going to explain the situation and try to take him under his wing. It's not going to work. They can still going to be a fucking asshole. But he's going to see the admiration that everybody has for Wolverine. And he's going to go, you know how you hurt this man? You become better than him. And in spite of Wolverine, he's going to try to become the better hero. Where he's going to legit save more. He's going to try to save more people, be involved more with the Avengers. Anything Wolverine has ever done, he's going to try to top it at all costs. And not <clears throat> he's not in a way that is like, fuck you, I'm doing it. But like in a legit, okay, people seem to love you because you're a hero. Wait until they see me. Okay. okay. And he's going to actually, it's going to be a situation where Dakin is out with, with Wolverine and Captain America. And they're going through clearing out a mission because they're looking for uh, Hydra agents. And Wolverine goes into his berserk mode. And Cap can't stop him. Mm -hmm. Cap gets fucking pissed. He's like, dude, he talks to him once Wolverine calms down. He's like, yo, we can't have you doing that shit. It's supposed to be a covert op. You almost ruined everything. You can't control yourself. <clears throat> then date then later on the same opportunity a similar opportunity comes up and Dakin without hesitation acts but he controls himself he the casualties are less he actually he actually does the smart thing and cap looks at him as like this is somebody I can work with and boots Wolverine off the Avengers Hmm. And keeps Dakin. So we still, in this world, we still get the hero who can interact with everybody and is doing good. But we also keep that dynamic of Wolverine and Dakin just, they don't, oil and water, man. They don't fucking mix. Yeah. That way you can keep the character to its core and still move him along. And with that, okay. this was up. Hmm? Shit, that would be an interesting fucking story. Like, it, like what? if they made the Logan movie like that, <coughs> shit, that'd have been crazy. Yep. Just the fact that you said that this dude ripped him out of his mother's stomach and then raised him to hate Wolverine. Yeah, because <laughs> so he should have. That's how they. That's how they knew he was a mutant because she should have died with the mom, but his healing factor kept him alive. Okay. So when the colonel found him, he was like, oh, he's yeah, got the it, same shit James does. Mm -hmm. we, we haven't seen this level of healing since Wolverine. So he could take the anime. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's dope. The minds of the creators of these comic book characters are fucking <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you know, like to come up with shit like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, you gotta come up at a certain point after writing characters for 70 years, you gotta come up with something. <laughs> yeah. 
And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they had ideas. Like, you know, that whole ripping the, the, the baby out of the mother's stomach was like an idea for like a hoax son where instead of the baby was ripped out, the baby tore itself out. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, well, we can't do that. That's too, that's too violent. You know, <laughs> for the hoax, you know, for the hoax baby, whatever the fuck. And then they're like, well, Wolverine has a kid. Why don't, I mean, Wolverine was tortured in the past. That's the origin. Why not have his son go through some shit right off rip? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Day zero. He's not even born yet. Let's, <laughs> let's start torturing this fucking kid. <laughs> you know, watch, you know, make him watch John Cena matches and say, look, that's your father. <laughs> that's your father. <laughs> and he grows up to fucking hate John Cena, but they <laughs> called him Wolverine and now he's looking for Wolverine. He just, he grows up as they're yelling at him. That's your father. He's just yelling at the screen. Who are you pointing to? I don't see anyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just took that. You can't see me personal. He's like, he's speaking to me. That's my father and I can't see him. <laughs> Everyone else can see him with me. That motherfucker. All right. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. You know, you know, we go off the rail sometimes, but Lay, who you got, Lay? Yeah, so I have um, I have Taskmaster. Okay. Or 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 Anthony Masters. Sometimes it's Antonio Masters. And once somebody called him Tony Masters, but he hates Tony Starks. So it was like never call me that again. Which is one of the selling points for me about him. He doesn't like him at all. So I'm like, ah, I'm a fan. Like I said, I don't like comic book Tony. I like MCU Tony. So, if, very, if anybody was is not familiar with um, uh, Anthony Masters, he started off as an agent of Shield. He trained most of the agents of Shield on how to fight in combat and how to adapt. Thanks to well, in, in the original one, the photographic memory came when he got um when he got a version of the Super Soldier Serum, right? Because this is a million versions of those things, yeah. that thing. It's, it's everywhere. They've been trying to replicate it, it since yeah. Cap. In this one, you would have a photo- photographic memory. You can pretty much copy anything you do in the physical sense. Any finding style somebody does, he got it. I appreciate the more modern one because it's a little fucked up. <laughs> so the <laughs> modern one is in the sense of if he remembers somebody's fighting style, he loses his a piece of his memory, of his actual memory of who he is. So it's okay. a consistent back and forth. Like, if I adopt Daredevil's fighting style, I'm going to forget when I play catch on my father. It's gone. I'm never going to remember that again. So sure. I like that in a sense of do I or don't I? You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the original, his original thing is he got tired of working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, he felt like it was an uphill battle. You know what I mean? Like, I keep doing this, but we keep losing, or there's a new criminal. So he decided... I have this talent and I can train anybody. So he started to train mercenaries. He trained crossbones. He trained um, Black Widow at one point. He trained, uh, I forgot the kid, Bucky too at one point. So essentially, think Lady Shiva, but for Marvel. You know what I mean? So then he opened up, he literally opened up an academy to train anybody. People for AIM, Hydra, you had the money he'll train. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter who or what. And then eventually you realized I can fight anybody and I can copy the style. So why not become a mercenary? You did that too. At the same time, holding down the school. 
know what I mean? So he can shoot a bow and arrow like Hawkeye. He can throw a shield like Cap. He can fight like Daredevil. He can be as acrobatic as Natasha. As long as you don't have a superpower, he can pretty much go on par with you. You know what I mean? If it's something within human physical limits, he can do it. It didn't matter. The problem is every time you remember one, you forgot who he was. And then eventually he figured out, when I just write all my memories, and then somebody, I think it was Dr. Doom, that was able to, no, it was Modoc, able to take the memories out of his mind and put them into files so he can see them and remember them, so we can come back to him. You know what I mean? Okay. But, you know, that course, Modoc is not cheap. So he had a, I think for that one, he had to try to kill Iron Man. Clearly didn't work, but still done. So my new interpretation is he is a shield. He's a, he's a shield agent, and he's training people, right? And then at one point, he goes on a mission, and he's about to turn on shield. But then he sees Rhodey, James Rhodes, comes down in the war machine suit, and then the war machine suit starts to break apart because Modoc is there. Modoc starts controlling the suit, but James is still fighting, and he's fighting with the suit, and he's fighting through it. And that's where Anthony, where Masters, Taskmaster begins to go. This is what I needed to see. It was about to give up completely. It was about to turn to crime, and he just sees Rhodes. No matter knowing the him knowing Mordok and knowing Mordok's father, knowing what he can do, the fact that Rhodes is still fighting, even though it's a losing battle, it inspires him to become better. And then he turns around and it and he tells James, "Listen, I am not a superhero, but I do have an ability, and I feel like this ability I can share it with other people." I can help people. And he goes, fine. So they makes them not only the trainer of S.H.I.E.L.D., but also the trainer of the Avengers and any Avengers that have superpowers, but that cannot fight. So he ultimately becomes their trainer. Like you'll see Cap fight and he goes, all right, I got that. And instead of Cap having to train Hawkeye, he trains Hawkeye. He trains any, he trains Kate Bishop he even trains um, Vision. You know, so think about it. Vision's already dangerous without the ability to fight. Yeah. Now he's even more dangerous. You know what I'm saying? But for the start of good, he shows Tony how to fight. You know, he doesn't like Tony. That stays. Because I don't like you, pretty boy. But I understand you're on the side of good. So I'll help you. So Tony tried to extend courtesy and be friends with him. He goes, no, you don't understand. I just don't like you. We will <laughs> never be friends. But that's the avenue I see him down. You know what I'm saying? Same path, but he just goes the right way. And now he ultimately trains the young Avengers. And then he also trains with Shang-Chi, trains Spider-Man. Anybody that's willing to learn that is a hero that he can help. You know what I mean? And sometimes there's some people that certain people can't beat in a fight. And he goes, all right, why don't you go to, why don't you go to Masters? I'm pretty sure you can come up with a way for you to beat him. And him and Shang-Chi become friends because of the respect of the fighting styles. So that was that for that. Nice. Almost like a Luke Cage Iron Fist type thing. Kind of the kind of deal. And the funny part is in one of his missions, he comes across Kung Lao by complete accident. And then, and then he gets into the tournament and he's about to do it to the dragon. He goes, no, this is no, this is not my thing. I need to go back and train people. Well, I'm honored and thank you. This is not my path. Yeah. My path is back 
helping those who need to learn to be better, you know? And then him and Danny Rand become friends, but he's on some like, no, 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 this is, this is not my, my path at all. I know where I'm at. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. Huh? I like that one. I like that one. Huh? It's pretty good. Yeah, you put some uh, hell of a thought into that one. I'm over here thinking I'm about to be on some. All right, so where's this uh, where you made up where he meets people? And then yeah. I, I realized once you was talking about um, War Machine fighting through all that shit, I was like, no, Lay made this up. Yeah. <laughs> like, made, Lay actually, made this up. So the, it, the first half of it <laughs> yeah. is what actually happened with him. Yeah, yeah. The other part is when he turns into the hero, which made more, you know, which is becomes. Yeah, uh, you know that villain becomes a better hero, which is true because with that knowledge, you can pass it on through a lot of people. It's not just kept to you when you're doing it. It's like, oh, I'm seeing. All right, so I watch Daredevil fight Cap, and I watch Spider-Man fight Shang-Chi. This is all in the head. It's already informed. And somebody, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure between Tony, uh, Black Panther, and um, Reed Richards, and coming away. To keep what to keep what he can do and keep his memories too. Those are three of the smartest minds in Marvel. I'm pretty sure they can figure something out for him. Because yeah. he's and then, I mean, think about it, he's an asset that everybody wants. He can learn it, then he can show people. It's perfect, man. Yep. And also, um, Invisible Woman. Isn't she a, a, a neuro doctor or some kind of doctor like that? Who's that? The Invisible Woman, um Storm Sue Storm. Storm? Yeah, uh, she? I believe I think she is. Yeah, people people forget that she's also a scientist. Yeah, she probably always forgets that. Yeah, yeah, a neural engineer, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but you know that's what I'm saying. It's the beginning is how it went, and then him becoming a hero. Yeah, the easiest path is just realizing. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and let's not forget, you know, Professor X, <laughs> the guy that literally goes into your mind and builds walls. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he has a because of what happened to him, he has a little mistrust for. Oh, yeah. A lot of really stuff. Yeah. You know, like he's missing memories. Like I just just wanted to stop. I'm 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 a good yeah. here. Just make it stop. Whatever I forgot, I can't do anything about right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's dope. I'm I'm just so glad that uh most of what you said about the origins made it into the Black Widow movie. Oh, of course. hundred percent of it did. Oh yeah. I mean, you complete first of all, you understood that it was a man. Uh, two, which I, I have no problem with gender swapping, but there was a lot. Of, there's a there's a great character under Taskmaster that was not shown at all. And the funny part is, in one part in the comics, he became a an antihero, and he was him and their him and Deadpool worked together for a, while, a long time. Like they got along very well. Because remember, he's the one of the him and Moon Knight and their the Moon Knight and Deadpool, the two people he hated to copy. Moon Knight, because he's been he'd be willing to get his ass whooped in order to to win a fight, and then Deadpool because he's so unpredictable, it's like I have no idea what he's going to do. So yeah. I mean, you can't copy somebody that's lost their mind. Seriously, yeah. That's what's up, though. I like that. I I like that one. Yeah, my my next character is well, he's not similar to uh, Taskmaster, but like the look is <laughs> with a uh, Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. You know, Wade, Wade Wilson. Now, so so the origin of him was he was in the, the military during the Vietnam War. And he agreed to do experiments. But the experiments they told them they were doing, they were giving them a serum to prevent 
the opposition from doing any kind of mind control to him or mind reading. Because that's what they were doing. So they were like, yo, this is going to prevent them from being able to get into your mind psychologically and make you do things. But they didn't tell him that that was actually a version of a super soldier serum. So when he got injected, he, you know, instantly became enraged. His, his, you know, his speed went up, his power went up. Like, he basically became like Captain America. But he was full of rage. And, like, he just kept, they had to sedate him so many times that the army was just like, yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, like, yo, they discharged him and he went on his way and um, he met his wife and the, the, all right, so the importance of the wife thing yeah. comes later. But yep. he met his wife and, you know, then he started doing big game hunting to make ends meet, you know, to marry her. And he also did some mercenary shit on the side. And Hive, I, I'm skipping a bunch of parts, but Hive basically... Try to hire him to take out the Teen Titans. And he said no. So Hive, uh, they attacked, you know, they, 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 he said no. They had a kid. And the first kid died, if I'm not mistaken. And then the second kid um, had some of his powers. Oh, no, no. The second kid became mercenary also, and Hive injected him with a different type of soldier, uh, super soldier serum. And he went after the Team Titans. And the, his his son died while he was going to kill the Team Titans. And the reason why I said that his wife was important is because when his son died, his wife shot Wade Williams in the eye. Like, shot him in the face. Wow. And that's why he got the eye patch. His wife did that to him. And then, then he agreed uh, to do some shit, and they went after Hive. Slade Wilson. Yes, yes, yes. His son, yes. Then he went after Hyde. Now, forgive me, I had to, like, cram this one in because I only had one. <laughs> but, uh, so, so in my story, they told him in the beginning that they were putting a super, like, he was ex- being experimented to be a better soldier, you know, more more strength, speed, all this other stuff. It wasn't a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, because once he, once they told him that shit, like, he didn't trust anybody. You know, he wasn't, tr- he wasn't trusting nobody. And he, he agreed to it. And they took the necessary precautions because they no longer had a lie, <laughs> you know, to him. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were able to control and he was able to prepare himself for whatever outcome may come. And they actually took the time into making him an actual soldier that can withstand his abilities. And then being a war vet, you know, he would have that nobility and his pride in his country and his team. And he'll essentially be like a Captain America for D.C., you know, and then instead of having to be a mercenary, you know, he can he could be a part of the Justice League or, you know, um, I, not a mercenary, but, you know, a higher gun for the for the military or for, you know, for the government, mm-hmm. you know, going after people, the terrorists like the Joker is going to blow up Gotham. Deathstroke, go stop. Go help Batman stop. <laughs> you know, Lex Luthor is trying to take over the fucking planet with some shit. Deathstroke, go stop. You know, yeah. he's everywhere. He's going to be his own task for sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, so so that's that's where I got so far with him. But mm-hmm. I, I thought the the origin of that was crazy because they, they basically did to him what they did to the, the Red Wings. It's like, oh, you know, the African-Americans during the war. It's like, oh, this is for um whatever. And they injected syphilis into him just to see what the fuck it does. I think they told him it was tuberculosis, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah But then again, he also lied about his age. He joined when he was 16 instead of 18. But he, um, he adapted to everything. Very, he adapted to the to all the training and things pretty fast. Like he was like a natural. He he didn't lie. He put the number 18 under his shoe. That way he was over 18. True. <laughs> he never said he was over the 18 years of age. He was just over the number 18. Yeah. You know, that was one of the tricks back in the day. Oh, my God. No, in the Civil War point. era, that's literally what they did. To, so soldiers who were more religious wouldn't lie. They literally did that. They put the age uh, in the shoe so they technically wouldn't be lying. That is way too literal. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. All right, so who you got, Cap? All right, so my next guy is uh, the Prowler. And this is a little bit of a cheat because I'm actually keeping some of the story the exact same. <laughs> it's He was the dude who... Uh, the original one, uh, what's it, Brown? Yeah, Hobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in the Bronx. Was a window washer. Oh, no wonder he got picked. <laughs> born and raised where again? Who was born and raised? And the boogie down. That's what I thought. I, I don't think that was in it. <laughs> actually, I don't think that was intentional at all. <laughs> actually, no. It was. He's actually one of the characters, one of the first characters or villains that I knew about growing up so I just, i've always been a fan of his i grew up in the bronx you know the whole angry teenager shit he was a window washer and then one day he got fed up and used his shit the window washing shit to get into a building fucked that up spider-man saw him had to fight him didn't work out spider-man got him to stop and then like 16 other people that I read and just fucking took over the name at at certain point. Then we go to Miles Morales in the uh, Ultimate Universe, and his uncle uh, Aaron Davis is the Prowler, and he's that that was his thing. He was a master thief, and he he had he was making more money doing that for King, you know, robbing for Kingpin and other people than he was doing a regular job. Uh, Miles' father's a cop. So there was always that dynamic. They never wanted to, to be in the same room because, you know, they didn't explicitly know, but they, they knew. But uh, it was an unspoken truth. Yeah. So this dude is the main very the main version of him became a tech genius. I skilled hand to hand combat. I just got a what is this here? He got I have to read this because. Some of this I did not know. So, like, he's got hypnotic aids that he can use along with his hand-to-hand shit. <laughs> then, uh, so the suit that he has now, the main suit, has wall crawling, gliding via his cape. He's got talons that are titanium. And he's got gauntlets that uh, shoot blasts of air, powerful enough to disorient and knock you out. So, <clears throat> my version of this is, or is, what happened to the first one, where he tried to try to commit a crime, it went south. Spider-Man caught him. Him and Spider-Man had a lengthy talk about why he wanted to commit this crime, because that's the one thing you never see tr- 
from heroes and villains or even in real life most of the time. Nobody ever tries to get to the root of why. They just deal with the consequence. They, they did in Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hey, yo. He got you there. Well, ain't no getting me. We are, we we know my history with that. <laughs> All right, so, so he has the conversation. Yeah. So Spider-Man decides not to turn him in. And Spider-Man actually gives him <clears throat> gives him a chance. Gives him a chance to see if he can actually put uh his skills to use. So Spider-Man takes sees some of the tech he has. I was like, all right, we can make some upgrades to this. So th- this is my little spin on this. This is not exactly what happened in the story, but yeah, he uh, he puts a little spin on it, upgrades his armor, so now he can do the wall crawling. He can uh, he can do the gliding. This version's got a a little bit of a not a web shooter, but like a grappling thing. For him to get around. And Peter Parker looks at him and goes, all right. I can't be at this event. But I need somebody. But Spider-Man has to be there. I can't personally make it. You put on the suit. You go. So Peter Parker, who's concealed his identity. He hasn't told Robbie who he is. He's there taking pictures. Robbie shows up as Spider-Man which this actually happened from time to time. He shows up in Spider-Man. The Rhino shows up. Now, Peter instantly is like, oh, I got to go change. But Robbie actually handles the Rhino with the air blast. The, with Rhino is like, oh, that's the web. I know what that does. Nope. Grapples him, pulls him forward, like completely disorients him because it's he looks like Spider-Man. But he doesn't fight like him, and he's got slightly different gear, and it confused the Rhino, and gave Robbie a chance to overtake him. So Peter looks at him and was like, "Damn, <laughs> you're that's pretty impressive what you just did. You just took out the Rhino, and you did it without a sewer cover, swinging overhead." <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, so Spider Man's like, "Cool." Now I know I can count on you if I need you to be me from time to time. But in the meantime, I I can call on you as yourself if I ever need it. And he becomes almost like a protege slash small sidekick Mm -hmm. to Peter Parker. And anytime Peter needs help or anytime Spider-Man needs to be somewhere, and something help he needs something to happen somewhere else, Prowler goes to deal with that problem. So that he can technically be at two places at once. And nobody knows the identity of this is the best part. Nobody knows the identity of the prowler or that the prowler exists. Cause all they keep hearing is somebody crawled up on a wall, swung on a fucking web, <laughs> and did some shit. So everybody thinks that this is Spider-Man. Who just became way more efficient, but it's it's the prowler behind the scenes helping out. 
Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just, for this one, like I said, there's like eight people who took the name. <laughs> so I had to pick one and go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I hate you. All right, I like that one. That was that was a, a good one. Because I remember when we uh, talked about the Prowler, or Miles Morales, they, they mentioned that he played Spider-Man from time to time. Mm-hmm. So was that when Spider-Man was hurt, or that was just to help him cover his identity? Uh, it was, it's similar to what I said, where Parker and Spider-Man needed to be someplace at one time, but they obviously couldn't. So he he just tasked him to hey show up in the suit and do some shit. All right, all right. That's that's pretty much how that's pretty much how every superhero with an alter ego goes in two places at once. They find the one person that's like I think the suit will fit you. Wear this and stand there, and I'll be in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> shit. But all right, uh, Lay. Who you got now? Who's your second person? Uh, my second person is Sinestro. Okay. Uh, okay. If you don't know Sinestro, then you clearly haven't read comic books. But fun fact, uh, Sinestro was one of the very first Green Lancers chosen for his sector. Uh, Sinestro was actually a soldier and then became a general in the army. I always forget the name of the army, but uh, it's intergalactic army. But the point is the Guardians go, he already has experience, or it makes sense to pick him to wield it. And he had he has one of the strongest wills of all the lanterns. So that helps because, you know, if you know anything about the lanterns, uh, the Green Lanterns, is, the Green Lanterns more specifically, it's willpower. Willpower is the stronger your will, the stronger your constructs will be, the stronger you are as a lantern. The only problem with Sinestro is um, he had a very sadistic side to him. Because of the wars and everything he's done and everything, um, he has a um, very uh, cynical way of seeing things. So, uh, once Hal Jordan came, he kind of saw Hal Jordan as being not as cynical. And he was trying to make him his protege at first because when Hal came, the person tasked with training him because when, it's an est- when a, green, a new Green Lantern comes and the ring chooses a new Lantern, they usually pair them with a veteran Lantern to train them. That was Sinestro. But the problem is... He was Sinestro was trying to impart his ideals and his beliefs onto Hal. But Hal was just not that guy, you know what I mean? And is um egotistical and kind of douchey the hell is. Nothing like Guy Gardner, by the way. You know, but he still he has a really good heart. You know, so he saw what Sinestro was trying to do and taking over the Lantern Corps and kind of run it his own way. And he stopped him. But that didn't uh, stop Sinestro from making his own lantern core. The the yellow lantern, and they run off fear. And if you know anything about lanterns, there's like a hundred of clans now at this point. There's a gold lantern. I still don't know anything about that. Just trying to figure that one out too. But Sinestro had the 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 thing, the lanterns of fear. Yellow was their color, yellow is their color. You know what I mean? And he embraced it fully and he got a bunch of people under it, you know, and pretty much became uh, Hal Jordan's uh, arch nemesis, like his Joker, his Lex Luthor, his Mandarin. Not the one for part three, folks. Fuck <laughs> the one from Shang-Chi. 
Justice not, for not flattery. The, <laughs> yeah. Not anyway, the orange. It's funny because even though that guy was in it, he was funny, but still. Yeah. Um, props to Ben Kinsley for getting that Disney money anyway, my man. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Props to you, brother. Um, but yeah, and I thought the guy, the, that was probably the one good thing about um, Green Lantern, the movie was Mark Strong, which I'm a huge fan of Mark Strong. Um, and I want him to play uh, Dr. Freeze. Matt Reeves, you heard it. Um, I definitely, but uh, he played a, a great Sinestro because you can see it. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen uh, um, Sherlock Holmes, the first one? He's the villain in that one. You can, he's easy, easy, you can easily hate him, but you can also understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And Sinestro... When he made his points about, you know, sometimes things have to be done a certain way. You have to be more brutal and more tactical. In a, in a way, he makes sense. But he just takes things a little too far. Now, the way I would make him a better hero is he's called into another sector to help out another lantern. All right? No idea. He's never been to the sector. He has no idea what it is. And then he goes into the planet and he realized how the people on this planet are living and the tyrant that controls it. He was like, I, I understand having an iron fist, but this is, this is insane. This doesn't make any sense. This is evil just to be evil. You're not even giving people a choice. Where is he? He's an apocalypse with dark side. Mm. And he sees it. And then at this point, the dark side is fighting his father, which makes sense because all of them have issues, daddy issues, right? And he's even fighting his son, Orion. And then at one point, Sinestro's, he's actually being a Green Lantern and he's helping. And then he goes with the new gods with, if you know anything, Darkseid's father's new god, you know, and his son, even though he was born with him, he fights against him. And he's telling him, he's asking the new guys, goes, who is that? And then father goes, shamefully, that's my son. And the other guy goes, shamefully, Orion goes, that's my father. goes, but why is that planet like that? He goes, he chose that to be his life. To choose fear and hate to run your life, something you can't do. And then Sinestro starts to understand, that was wrong with me from the beginning. I was doing it that way. I was going to go down that path. But then he saw Darkseid and he saw the way he rules. And he saw his insanity for the, the anti-life equation which bugged him out, and then he realized, all right, so I can't do this. But he realized another thing that he can't do is trust the Guardians because they've lied to all the Lanterns and kept secrets from them because I can't do that either. What I, Which I want to do is I want to start something on my own. So we're keeping him starting his own core, but with a different value. It's not fear, you know what I'm saying, and it's not hope. It's righteousness. Because the Lanterns don't have a righteousness. It's righteousness, you know? It's righteousness and honesty. It's what the Guardians aren't doing and doing the opposite of what, what Apocalypse is doing, what Darkseid is doing. I don't have a color for it because I don't give it. I mean, it's hard to pick a color because there's so many. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But that would be him. He would pick a, he would start a new Lantern core, but of righteousness. Platinum. That's I think there's a platinum one. He's not a rapper. <laughs> well, white gold then. <laughs> I was gonna say taupe because it's soothing, but not that one. 
And his his uh, his uh, his symbol has the spin soothing. on his chest. Soothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, I, I guess it's hard to pick a color because red is already taken and all that, and the spectrum is crap. Cyan. Orange, even orange is taken at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah what about, but, uh, like, burgundy or some shit? That's a little ugly, man. It's a good yeah. color. Yeah. If you think of justice, you usually think of, like, blue or white, but I don't want to get into that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like a night blue, like a real bright blue. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, fuck the other, the whole people. They can nobody really cares about yeah. that. Anyway, like a, you know, like a, you know, he could still keep I, yellow. It could be yellow, yeah, yeah. But I like I like the the fear in the yellow thing because when Scarecrow did it, it looked cool on him. I like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we could do that. But the point is, he makes his own core, and he tells the Guardians and the Green Lantern have nothing against you. I don't. We can work together, but just I can't work under them anymore. Because I found out the secrets, and I found out what they were hiding from us. So he makes his own engine court, but it's for righteousness. You know it what could I mean? be it could be a mixture of colors. Yeah, where it would be like yellow with the blue outline, mm -hmm. or with like a red like fade into it, where it transitions yeah. and shit, just to represent Absolutely, all the different yeah. colors. Yeah. That, so I'm that pretty sure if somebody hears this, they'll, they'll if they think it's a good idea, they'll make a color a drawing of it and be like yeah that's it right there you know what i mean where, where's that boy uh chris uh the, the oh yeah the dude the, the artist dude yeah 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 you know he, he got I this mean, he'll possibly be a fan of it but yeah um yeah definitely that that was my whole perspective is he still does what he does but he does it in the right way all puns and said in the righteous way you know yeah. what i mean so yeah that would be the way he turns into a hero nice okay <laughs> There's a lot of his own thing because he's his own man, but yeah. You know. There's a lot of inspirational stories in Lay's uh, background. Yes, 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 absolutely, yes. Every every villain can be a hero. Every hero can be a villain. So that's uh, true. All you, worry, all you get, need when I get to the villain parts. When I get to hero to villains, it yeah. all goes left. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all you need is that one instance yeah. of uh, of the epiphany smacking you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what's up. Though. All right. Okay, I get it. What's up? All right. So my last pick is is aim. Right, the advanced idea idea mechanics, and um, so they were originally made by Hydra to overthrow governments with technology. All the scientists that were making the Hydra weapons, they made the cosmic cube, not the power that was in it, but the the cube that that actually sustained the power. They developed it. And they developed a lot of, tech, you know, a lot of uh, stuff technology-wise that were powerful for what they used, you know, and, and shit. They were, like, some of the smartest scientists. And they wore the mask because each scientist was, was evil. They were all of the same plan, basically. They were, you know, they had the one mindset of creating technology for stuff. Now, um, when Hydra fell, they brought it back up, and they created MODOK. Now, the original um, purpose for MODOK was, shit, I know they changed it from C to K, but he was a machine. <sighs> I forgot what the acronym was for MODOK. Fuck. So, anyway, they created MODOK that was supposed to help shit. And when, Mo when MODOK, he was like an AI, almost like Ultron, pretty much. And when he realized that you can't really save human beings or whatever the shit was... He changed the spelling to K at the end for a killing machine. Like, he was the ultimate killer, and he started killing shit. Now, in my story, he started killing AIM. 
because he felt like they were lesser beings and they didn't need them. And then he started killing like uh, civilians and, you know, going around trying to kill the Avengers. And he was successful with it because, you know, you have the greatest minds making one of the, the biggest brains and he's unleashed now. AIM goes, shit, like we got to stop him. Like Iron Man can't do it because they don't know they don't know this technology because they're using Hydra technology that wasn't documented because it was technically under AIM during World War Two. So all the files that that Shield got off of Hydra that wasn't in there. Like Reed Richards was was trying to fight him, but he couldn't. Like he didn't have enough time to study Modok because Modok kept changing his his algorithm or whatever that was that was going on. So AIM was like, "Yo, listen, we gotta we gotta stop him unless we're gonna end humanity." So they step up and help Reed Richards and Iron Man develop the technology to stop him from being so advanced and with able, you know, basically bring him down to their level of, you know, defending themselves. And while they're doing this, some of the scientists are like, like, yo, this is what I thought we was doing to begin with. When they realized when they created Modoc and he started killing people that their whole entire past was just killing people and and like destruction and nothing they stood for. They were just blinded by the Hydra code of ethics and they never changed when Hydra left. It was just aim. So they decided once they took down Modoc that they were going to change who they were and almost be like an, a, a technology assistant to shield, but also do their own thing and protect the planet. So when you have the threats of aliens or countries that are third world countries that don't have water or something, they would go there and help them build up with, you know, like, and, and of course you, you would see Wakanda, you know, see this and, you know, they would like join to help advance third world countries that would be under control of a suppressor government, you know, the, the militaries or whatever the case may be. And, you know, they would help up that way. So it would be like an international team. So, you know, MODOK was what they made to, you know, <laughs> take over and do shit. And that was also their, their demise and their evil side. And they became good and try to amend for what they did in World War II with Hydra and after that. That's good. That's, who's the... I, I forgot what they call the guy at top. Like the Science Supreme or some shit like that. I think yeah. it's the Science Supreme. Everybody's a supreme in Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, uh, your, nobody, nobody, tries to get, nobody tries to get creative. <laughs> who's your top guy then? Now that they're good, what 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 big brain are you putting in there? Ah, uh, you keeping uh, Aldrich Killian? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because. At this point, I didn't uh, uh, account for um, Reed Richards' son, so this would happen before his son happened. So yeah, I would I would say Arjun. I got a color periwinkle. <laughs> there there you, you fucking go. So Modoc with the K stands for Mental Mobile Mechanized Organism Designed, designed only, only for killing. killing, but there was one that had the C in it. I think that was designed only for caring. <laughs> It could have been like designed only for computing, maybe. Oh, okay. So the the one with the C is mental organism designed only for conquest. 
Why'd they change it to kill him? <laughs> well, he, he became a killer. He felt like the only... And that part of conquering? <laughs> he pulled the Jay-Z and went from a god to a king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that's what it was. So he has advanced genius level intellect. Uh, he can compute to the point where it rivals other geniuses such as Stark, Reed Richards, the leader, Doom, and who the hell is PYM? Pym? Oh, Pym, okay. It just <laughs> says Ping. I don't know why I don't know why everybody has their first name. Like Reed Richards says Richards, and then this just says Pym's. Like, why wouldn't you put Hank Pym? And then Mental Powers. It's all can... about the leader. Yeah. Underappreciated there. So he can fire a mental boat that can harm and destroy the mind and body of his opponents long to medium range. He can also control minds. Doesn't he also have um, what the fuck they call it? Not not telepath, but like technopath. Yeah, he's a technopath. Yeah, he can control technology. Mm-hmm. It's like one of his main things. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. That's why, that's why he hates the Hulk. Very low tech there. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Even, even his brain is low tech. It's just rage. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, so my last guy is Victor Freeze. Otherwise known as Mr. Freeze or Dr. Freeze. So originally, this is a gentleman who his wife, uh, came down with a mysterious illness and um, he used his intelligence to create a cryo chamber to literally keep her on ice until he can find a cure. Uh, he used a whole bunch of different weapons and shit like that and a cryo suit for himself that he... I forget exact how what happened, but he went from being normal to kind of fucking himself over, and now he needs the suit to survive. And he uses a whole bunch of different things to try to get money and try to get supplies and intel and everything he needs to find a cure for his wife. And it's a sad story because essentially Batman has to stop a guy who's only interested in finding a cure for shit. Yep. (laughs) So... In my in my version, right before, so Mr. Freeze designs the cryo chamber, puts his wife in stasis, <clears throat> trying to figure out how to get the means to uh, to help out. He goes to a fundraiser in hopes that uh, so he invents he invents this thing. That uses diamonds that can freeze shit. All right, it's freeze gun. He thinks it's gonna be. He doesn't really care about the implications or the benefits or anything. He's just hoping that he could sell this to someone so that he can get funds mm-hmm. for more equipment, more medical equipment, and everything. So he goes to a fundraiser where there's the likes of Luthor, 
Razal Ghul, Vandal Savage, uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, all the big wigs that DC has. They're all at this fundraiser. And he is trying to sell himself to everyone. And no one's buying. Everyone's laughing at him like, you're going to freeze shit, who cares? So right at that moment where normally the story will turn around and he goes, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And he takes that turn. Right at that moment, Bruce Wayne shows up and says, hey, you know, my name is Bruce Wayne. I heard a little bit about uh, what you have there. You know, tell me, give me the pitch. And Mr. Freeze gives a hell of a pitch. And Bruce Wayne slash Batman realizes the potential for harm that this weapon can do. So in the immediacy of the meeting, he accepts, he buys the weapon, gives him funding, just to keep this off the street. Like Bruce doesn't really care about the rest of it. He's just trying to keep this out of everybody else's hands. So with the funding, Mr. Freeze goes down. He, he's getting better equipment. He's close to making a breakthrough. And then <clears throat> something something interesting happens where the Court of Owls have unleashed some sort of neurotoxin or neuropoison that Batman has never encountered before. And they got Robin. They got uh, Tim Drake. Oh, whoo. I got worried. You thought it was Grayson? Grayson. Sorry. Got hurt. (laughs) Not him. Not him. (laughs) No, they got got Tim. So Batman is looking for... He's he's trying to rack his brain for somebody, anybody that can help. And remembers, ah, Freeze. So he goes to Mr. Freeze as Bruce. I was like, hey. Doctor. Huh? Dr. Freeze. He didn't go to doc, he didn't go to medical school for nothing, bro. Yeah, but they call him Mr. Freeze. But he's Dr. Freeze. True. He's a good so, guy. Oh, hey, hey, his mama <laughs> called him Mr. <laughs> so that's correct. So Bruce Wayne goes to Mr. Freeze. <laughs> he tried. We tried. Fuck, fuck your doctor. I'm sorry, Greg. No word. <laughs> Well, he's not—he's not like a practicing doctor. Yeah, scientists do that. They go, "I'm a doctor." Really? Yeah. You're a scientist. You're not a doctor. So there you go. We'll split the difference. So Bruce goes to scientist freeze, <laughs> and, and he's like, "Hey, uh, one of the one of the young gentlemen under my care has been stricken with some something that we cannot figure out." So uh, scientist Freeze is like, yo, bring him in. We'll see what we can do. He figures out what the poison is, figures out how to neutralize it. And the whole time, Batman is watching him work. And it dawns on him, I underestimated this man. This man can be greatly useful. So not Batman, Bruce Wayne. Finds out more of the story, finds out about his wife, finds out about the thing. So he fully funds Freeze. He gives him enough money to make sure that the cryo chamber stays intact for as long as he needs it. 
there's uh there's like excavations that uh freeze has to do in different jungles for different plants bruce wayne is like hey here's the money go do it bruce even shows up on some of the es- uh the excavations as bruce none of this has anything to do with batman the the human side of bruce is what takes over helps him out and from time to time when lucius fox can't figure out a problem or alfred can't figure out a problem they go to freeze and freeze is like of course whatever you need i got you and he helps out and then there's a, a breakthrough and they actually find a cure they give it to freeze's wife she recovers turns out to be a huge like advancement in medicine that now Wayne Enterprise has and he puts uh Mr. Fr- Dr. Freeze in position scientist freeze yeah <laughs> he puts him in position <laughs> in Wayne Industries similar to Lucius Fox on the developmental side of tech he is now on the medicine side of Wayne Enterprises and together him, Lucius, and Bruce figure out how to slowly make Gotham and the world a better place. And all being a hero without having to put on a suit and without having to fight Batman. Okay. I mean, that, that seems like the logical step because old Victor Freeze really needed with some kind of help. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the man's wife is in, is in danger. Like, he just needed somebody that had some kind of conscience to help. Yo, if I'm not mistaken, I think in the movie, Freeze does find a cure. One cure. And Batman's like, hey, I know your wife, you've done this for, but can you give it to my butler, please? <laughs> yeah, he, he's he, funny thing is called McGregor's uh, Stage 1. That's what Alfred had. So it's all Connor's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, had stage, she was on stage two or three, but he found the cure for stage one. He was like, eh, can I get that? My butler needs it. <laughs> Fuck your wife. Yeah. That was kind of the <laughs> that was kind of the impetus of me having this be Bruce Wayne helping and not Batman or yeah. anybody else. Yeah. I know I know Toe's a fan of that one. I'd rather have Bruce who would help. <laughs> that was your whole argument. Where's I need Bruce. I don't need Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but shit. I, I mean, Bruce can help people as much, you know, as much as Batman can, if not more. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you know, but it goes to show you that like a rich man can only do so much because his money's gonna go to corrupt people any fuck away. So you might as well put on a mask and beat the shit out of people at night. <laughs> Yeah, you got two options, rich man. Give money to people that ain't gonna use it right, or put on a mask and beat the shit out of people. Yeah, come on, Bezos, where's your costume? <laughs> we have Bezos this. Does, doesn't have the balls, and anyway, he's too busy fucking over his own employees. <laughs> he must be going batshit. The fact that one of those one of those um Amazon things became a union, he's like, oh, please don't tell me the rest of them are gonna be union. I'm gonna have to cover their medical expenses. Those bastards. It's gonna cost me one point two million dollars for everybody. 
that's like a like not even a fraction of the money I have. What am I gonna do with that? I can't buy my fucking golf clubs now. <laughs> fucking yeah. He's gonna show up in a mask like I'm rich man. <laughs> right. And go, Basil? That you? I'm consequences. It's gonna be like just like a lie. It's gonna go, Basil, is that you? No, you're never it's good. My younger, it's my younger brother. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna show up right I'm, as somebody's gonna go on a bathroom break and look at the foreman. Where are those employees going? <laughs> Shit. Oh, man, that's horrendous. He's like, I have to pay for your health insurance. Well, now I'm gonna make you use it. <laughs> he just shows up. It's time for your physical. <laughs> the premium just went up. Oh my god. Oh man. Shit. I mean, that's a pretty cool concept. Like yeah. <laughs> rich people that could be superheroes now. Dude, all of them that, that that is comics. Most of the comics yeah. are rich people who could become yeah, superheroes. That's a, that's a great superpower. Being rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. It's the one superpower that doesn't have weaknesses. <laughs> Batman is rich and can beat anyone. Iron Man is rich and can beat anyone. He beat Thanos. Like, just because he's rich. <laughs> I mean, it did, cost, it did cost him his life. So. Yeah, it's true. But meanwhile, <laughs> the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, the Hulk got to be exiled to another planet. Yeah, that, that turned around and bit, bit everybody in the ass. He said, oh, Word. I want to get rid of me. Cool. It's a funny thing, but he was good where he was, and then they fucked that up somehow. <laughs> You're like, yo, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to have a life here. All of a sudden, wait, you just can't leave me alone? <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 pretty much what it is. It's like the Hulk got to get out of here. Yo, you heard the Hulk's happy on his planet? No, 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 no. We never said anything about him being happy. <laughs> Attack that motherfucker, kill that motherfucker because he's happy. Nope, psych. That's kill, not how this his, works. Kill his wife and his son. Yeah, right. Damn, son, you guys yeah. fucked up. You know Maybe he's he got to kill all of y'all. <laughs> he tore like down four the first national bank. Huh? Said the Hulk has four or five kids. Oh, yeah, you know, he gets around. I mean, shit. For some oh, that testosterone. Yo, didn't they tell us in the movies that he can't, he can't pipe because of it? he gets too hey, excited? Yeah, yeah, he can't. Was, because, yeah, I was like... That was Edward Norton. That was so <laughs> dumb. I saw that, I was like, what? The I mean, Hulk can't, can't get some? You, you you never got angry, Lay, when you when you was horny? <laughs> like you I never, never... I did no point that I think I was going to... Destroy something like that. I'm like, you never, you never, you're supposed to get angry, not hype. <laughs> you, you never, you never walked into a store horny and grabbed somebody by the throat and just like, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. <laughs> you want to fight me, motherfucker? <laughs> not. Uh, that's a that's a whole nother level of some shit you got to really talk to somebody about. Dude, little known fact everybody gets that. Phrase wrong. It's not you won't like me if I'm angry. It's you won't like me if I'm horny. Like, ah, right? Got it. Yeah. Got, it. <laughs> got it. That's a that's that's a line I hope never to hear from another man. Anyway, you might go. <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> I not even want to hit you because you might like that. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I got a question. The the chick that took over for, for Asgard, um Valkyrie? Va yeah. Like, can she like have the whole child? Is because she's technically like a god because she's a guardian or some shit. Like, what's going so, on with it? A whole all right. The, like I said, the Hulk has at least three children that I can confirm: Scar, 
dragon something. Like he's got a. It's another one that looks humanoid, bald, and he's got a daughter. I must. The, the first two I know is some alien bitch from that planet. <laughs> so the the other one is who God knows who, but the, somebody somebody was, able, was able to take the pound. Yeah. Savage. Maybe the Hulk's um, not as big as everybody thinks. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he's so angry. It's, <laughs> it's like a true steroid thing. It's when he when he gets bigger, he gets smaller. <laughs> oh, this, this went somewhere left. <laughs> Wait, didn't expect this one. Did you do your uh, third one, Lee? No, I'm going to do, uh, yeah. So my third one is Galactus, which everybody uh, knows. He was a scientist at one point, chose to, you know, uh, uh, save his planet. He said, yes, but unfortunately, the downside was uh, in order to sustain his hunger with engineering, he has to literally eat a planet. And I'm not talking about like chips, you know, I'm not talking about like a steak. So, like, he has Harold's Silver Surfer. His most famous Harold, but he's had plenty of other ones. I don't know a lot of their names because, you know, not to be remembered, honestly. You know what I'm saying? But his most famous is Silver Surfer. And um, my whole thing with his is instead of devouring the planets, he would reverse engineer because he's still a scientist. Don't forget that. To save planets. And he would find a way to sustain himself doing that getting rid of all the bad, turning into something he can actually eat. He's still Galactus. I'm not changing anything about him not being this massive. He's not a fucking cloud, by the way. Fuck Fantastic Four. Are two. you sure? Yeah, they, I'm damn sure. Is I'm he pretty a, sure is I saw he, a cloud. Is he a doctor cloud? No, he's a scientist cloud. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That makes more sense. That we saw was a doctor cloud. He's a fucking scientist. But anyway, moving right along. <laughs> uh, he would, instead of eating the planets in order to sustain himself, he would reverse it and he would bring life to the planets. So, perfect example. Thanos destroys Titan because he's a douche. Stop stop the savior shit. He's a douchebag. All right? He did that shit for death, not because he wanted to bring balance. They just made that really cool in the MCU. Yeah. He just wanted to impress a chick and she still went with Deadpool with an asshole. Yep. Life lesson, kids. Anyway, nice guys finished last. Yeah, come, coming back. <laughs> but make no mistake, Daniels was never nice. <laughs> so he goes to Titan. He sees what happens. And he fixes it. Anywhere there's a planet, his herald now is made as a scout to help planets. Or planets that are on the verge of being destroyed. Or planets on the verge. But he tells him, he tells him, listen, I do this once. Don't fuck up your planet, then come back here and show you love again. You get one shot. Like Spider-Man and Family Guy. Everybody gets one, right, Spidey? Yep. <laughs> one. You get one. I come save your planet once, unless it's something that you had nothing to do with it, some catastrophe. I'm only here once. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to come back because you guys decided you wanted to dump some dirt into your ocean. Good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for you. Figure it out. Right. I mean, but his whole purpose is and not just in the planet, not just in his, his own, I'm sorry, not just in his uh, universe, but multiverses. You know what I mean? 
and go to the multiverse and go, you know, and Harold can go in between dimensions. Think America and Chavez, but Silver Surfer. Same. With the power of cosmic, punches a hole and it goes through, it goes to this planet here. So his whole thing is from devour the savior now. You know what I mean? So a little simpler than everybody else's stuff, but I think it'll work. Instead of fearing Galactus, you're like, yo, I hope he comes through, man, because we're at that. We have very few options. Word. Did we see, see, we see that silver motherfucker flying around? <laughs> Go out there, see if we can flag, flag him down. Yo! This is our one. <laughs> this is our one. We need one. So here's a question I have for you. His heralds. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking people and, you know, having that 50-50, either they're already evil or you got to force them to do it. Mm -hmm. Does he now get his heralds from planets he saved? Well, he now want to help him out. Or? Well, he'll give his herald. You'll give. You'll go to the like the very first planet. He'll give. He'll give the herald the choice. He goes, "I need a herald." And if anyone, you know, and usually the herald's going to be some dude that has nothing for him on that planet. You're like, "Yo, listen, man, a lot of you. I'm not a family here. I don't want to be here anymore." What do you say? You know what I mean? But in the same thing, he does see the nobility and the honesty in the person. You know what I mean? So it has to be something like that. Or correction, not the person, the being, because it could be from another planet. Now I don't want to say person, because as you know, that's really that's not even generalizing. It's just being like, oh, human beings are little people around. No, they're not. The only beings around. So he it's one of those where, like, I need a herald. He explains what it is. It's like it's like a job interview. Dude's like, yeah, I got in here. Family's dead. What do you say? <laughs> right, shit. And it has someone that's always wanted to explore the universe too. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then that guy might settle down on another planet. He gets somebody else. You know what I mean? Oh, what if what if uh, they had to go down to that planet and, like, stop the tyranny or the destruction of the planet before he could save it? Like, you know, they needed well, a that, silver surfer to that go. That's where he contacts people that he knows, the Guardians, uh, Captain Marvel, whatever, you know, Nova. His thing is to replenish. He's not there to fight anybody. Well, that's why you would have the, the surfer. No, the surfer detects a planet and then punches hole and be like, yo, these put like that, they're as peaceful as they get. They're almost like Mormons. They help you carry cocaine somewhere, but that's yeah. about it. Okay, I get you. Oh, it, so maybe anything, maybe anything you want to fight somebody, you know, Nova, the Guardians, Ms. Marvel, uh, whoever else, just not him. Okay. Same. So so maybe the way he gets his heralds are the planets that don't heed his warning. For the, you ain't don't you don't get this a second time, like he'll be able to judge the people that were actually trying to save it or trying to keep it the way it was, and you know keep like maybe you have one or two people that deserve to live, but your plan is fucking dead. Boom! Now you want to go find another planet so we can save to redeem yourself or whatever the fuck because you let this shit happen. Yeah, I also got another idea if you don't mind for the Herald. Oh, please. So you said like uh, Galactus is a scientist, doctor mm -hmm. scientist. Yeah. So what if his his herald he picks somebody who is has the ability to go without you know without screwing up their own family life or whatever because he's a good guy but is also in the field of science. No, and when he goes to pick a planet, he picks the planet based on he assesses the situation and goes, I know how we can help. And that's goes back and like this is what we need to do mm -hmm. 
then Galactus comes because there's gonna there's bound to be some planets that are just you cannot be saved. They they are too far gone. Oh, like Krypton. And you would need you would need somebody to assess that before Galactus shows up and gives everybody hope and then is like, yeah, deuces. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. He's like, oh no, you guys, you guys gotta leave. This, this, <laughs> yo, literally, you gotta go. It's over here. It's celestial point. coming out of you. Like, yo, listen, <laughs> my hammer will point you in the right direction, but this place is gone. He shows, quick, everybody jump on cloud nine and we'll go. <laughs> Word. Yep. So, yeah, that would, it's a little, it's way simpler than everybody else's thing, but I think, you know, it would paint him in a better light, you know. Uh, it makes sense. And then you can have him fight like uh, celestials or people that need the planet to die, you know? Well, I should have douchebags anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, fuck them. I mean, there's one on planet Earth now, so. Yeah. No one knows about it, though. Because, you know. Head in a hand. Yeah. I'm forever going to. I'm forever going to. And be in the camp of. I blinked out for five seconds, and you told me it was five years. Who gives a shit about the island you just made? What the fuck happened to my? What happened in those five years? Where the fuck's all my shit at? I don't give a shit. A giant hands coming out the ocean. I was every five months. Every five months, that mountain with eyes just goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I could believe the fucking celestial not being seen by the rest of the world and only that little group of people. And being like, I'm coming back to judge y'all motherfuckers and leaving. Like, I could see, like, that being mind-wiped on some, you know, men in black shit. But there's a fucking head coming out the ocean permanently. You, you, can't, you can't Area 51 that shit. Because even though Area 51 is classified and no one knows about it, we all know about the fucking Area 51. You know? Yeah, it's a head in a hand just out of the ocean. I'd be like, yo, it's not normal. How do you know that? I literally sail through this shit all the time. This I, is yeah, new. This is I, new. One of these, a giant one of these is sticking out of the ocean. Remember, remember, nowhere in Guardians, nowhere is ahead of a celestial. Yeah. They see nowhere. <laughs> well, yo, what do they call it? Nowhere. Because people yep. fly by this and go, that's ahead of a celestial. Yeah, what's it doing way out here in the middle of nothing? <laughs> exactly. And the same thing in the ocean. You're on some like, what the fuck is? So I wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> so if the one in space is nowhere, is the one on Earth somewhere? Uh, there we go. Yeah, there it is. Because you know what? You know what, Cap? It is somewhere on this planet. This is true. God knows. I have no idea where the fuck that all took place, but it was definitely on Earth. <laughs> Word. That might have been in the Indian, in either in the Indian Ocean or the Pacific Ocean. I think that's the bigger one. We, that could have been in the Bermuda Triangle. That's why no one sees it. Everybody that goes there to see it just magically disappears. <laughs> Amir Earhart rises up in the palm like, yeah. I've been under this water for 50 years. Like, you try, but you see this head here and you're here. <laughs> Word. Yeah. I took one route around the fucking world. <laughs> you shouldn't have listened to nobody. <laughs> Word. Fucking bitch. 
But yeah, so that that those are all the guys we got. And uh, let's say he got two superheroes yes. turn villains. And Cap, have you thought of any superheroes turn villain? Oh, I could think of a handful right now. All right, so I just want to make sure I don't pick the same ones Lay's picking. All right, so let, let's let's hear Lay's first, and then we'll we'll do a round table with you and Lay because I don't have anybody. Ironically, the first one is okay. Ooh. Nightwing. So the reason I pick Nightwing is uh, it makes perfect sense. Nightwing is essentially in a, a more cooler version of inspiring kind of like Cap, like people legitly get behind him they legitly like him they're like yo if batman was had a soul and was a good person it'd be you essentially uh very charismatic you know what i'm saying good looking kid and in so many and so athletically so athletically talented and so gifted with the martial arts that it's it's easy for him like nothing is difficult for nightwing you know what i mean He's pretty much all the best parts of the Robins minus not. He's a good detective, but he's not great like Tim Drake. But, you know, and I feel with his ability to connect with people, he can sway people to do whatever he wants. I mean, he he sways Satana to uh, literally uh, to make a spell to wipe two villains' memories so they will remember who he actually is, Dick Grayson. I forgot who was it that discovered him, but he did that. Was when it's like an elseworld thing, but he did it because she was she was so in love with him. He was like, hey, "Do me a quick solid," you know what I mean? And I feel between his ability to connect with people and all of his skills, I mean, it'd be so easy for him to be a villain. You know, like he Man. could literally be a crime boss across the world because his ability to connect with people instead of just Gotham. Like, oh, you guys are thinking too small-minded. You don't get it. I can reach anybody. I can convince anybody to do things for me. You know what I mean? People generally like me. Have you played around with this idea? The whole dynamic of Bruce and, and Batman being like separate and nobody knows. Mm -hmm. Have you played around with this where Nightwing is the crime boss, mm -hmm. but Dick Grayson... Is somebody else? Yeah. Like everybody knows, Roman is Black Mask. Mm -hmm. The Riddler is hit. play around with that. I did. Nobody knows who Nightwing is. Yeah, and so I I played with the idea that that uh, that Red Hood is his muscle. Something to see to care. Talks to Red Hood, and Drake is his strategy. Ooh, and it's strategic care of. You know what I mean? It's Drake. He goes all right. We take care of this. He goes. I got this. I understand this. You know what I mean? And his lone assassin is Damien. Just assassin. No muscle. No force shown. He wants it to get done quick, silent, and easy. You know That'd be the, the flock because they're all robbing. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He wants any information. Barbara, I turn everybody that was good, the bad family, except for Batman. Batman will be his main antagonist, but he eventually kills him. Because we've all been wanting to do this for years. You deserve it. And you know it. You yeah. fucked us all up. Right. But you now, <laughs> get the fuck you up. I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a little something. You know You know, all of them have it in them. You know what I mean? They all I have it. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you got to have one panel 
where Batman's crying in the back cave, I'm a failed father. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And right there behind him comes up Damien. He goes, you're right. Right through the heart. What a, what a good time. He goes, you're right. He says, oh. Yo. And then Batman goes, how the hell did you get in? And it was Alfred. Yep. And so you never it's, deserved it. Because Alfred loved the Robins like they were his kids also. So, you know. Absolutely. Especially Dick, because he's the first. Yeah. Yeah. So Dick Grayson, that's, that's my first one. That's a, that's some deep shit right there. And I don't want it to be Elseworld. I want it to happen gradually. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that storyline where Dick Grayson does become the Joker for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted I want him to still be Dick, all puns intended, still be Dick. You know what I mean? But him naturally understanding, you know, kind of like taking a little bit of the Jason Todd, like, yo, I'm, I'm controlling it. But having, being way more level-headed than the rest of them. Like not being too smart for not being too smart where he doesn't see where he's not socially awkward like Tim, or not being too into his own shit where he's not Damien, or not being too brutal and out of his mind where he's Jason. It's like he's right smack in the middle. He's like he understands it. You know, in the city, he understands the assignment. He understands it completely. Like, yo, I have the vision and I have the parts. Dude, dude, that's pretty good. I like that. Thank you. That's Yo, the one. Literally, that's the one that it took me the longest to put everything in a place for that one. Because I'm like, well, why do, how do I do everything? I go, wait a minute. He already has everything around him. He has the muscle. He has the intelligence. He has the strategy. He has the assassin. Shit, I just need to put it in the right place. And yep. There you go, yeah. Yo, DC, pay this man. Word. You got some fucking uh, uh, cartoon movies right there. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, you could change his name to set up for Nightwing. He could be Dayblade. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, we winning out here. Uh, we winning out here. Uh, <laughs> Dayblade kills Batman. If that doesn't, <laughs> if that's not the title of a comic, then I don't know what the fuck is the title of a comic. Yeah. <laughs> who you got, Cap? I, uh, so I don't know who your Marvel guy is, but I'm gonna go. Try to true. Ghost Rider. Oh, it's good. Right, no, no, my 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 guy is um not close to Ghost Rider. So you're good. You're good. Right. I, I had I had, don't don't get me wrong. I played with that idea. I was like, can because I I had between two choices. I was like, yo, I want to do Ghost Rider, but I feel like since I picked him for the the fighting him and Spawn, I was like, I kind of just don't want to do that too often. Yeah. Well, I I picked Ghost Rider right off the bat because in my version. Uh, Johnny Blaze's father is not dying. He's not sick. Blaze can't get out of the shadow of his father. Mm, okay. Blaze is trying everything to be a better stuntman, fix the motorcycles, all that shit. And no matter what he does, everybody's still like, hey, nice jump. Is your dad here? Is your dad here? So he just gets fed up mm -hmm. and makes the deal with the duck. Metastopheles doesn't even fucking come to him. Blaze finds him and makes a deal. And when he becomes the, the spirit of vengeance, mm -hmm. 
he makes a deal with vengeance. I, he's like, all I want is something of my own, some sort of power. So when you feel the need, you take complete control. Man, woman, child, doesn't fucking matter. And Ghost Rider is just out there, unfeathered, collecting souls, killing a whole bunch of people because Blaze doesn't get respect. So fine, he'll burn the world. Even to the point where Metastopheles now has to find heroes to stop Ghost Rider. Wow. He has to go to Doctor Strange and like, look, I can't take out one of my own. It's not a good look if I do that. But I gave somebody this power and he went way overboard what I expected him to do. He killed, what do you call it? He killed Blackheart. Just straight up killed him. He's killed a whole bunch of heroes. Moon Knight, dead. Uh, uh, what's it? Luke Cage, dead. And he wasn't even trying to fight them. Mm-hmm. He just saw, in both instances, he just saw them. He happened to be there and just was like, hey, Ryder, what about him? Boom, change. Go kill. They weren't even, they never saw it coming. So now Doctor Strange has to make the Midnight Suns to try to go after the Ghost Rider. That makes sense. Yeah. What the? That, that's what I came up with just right now. Okay. I got, I got somebody that I think will be compelling. Uh, Falcon. Sam. So, the story would be the, the shield gets passed to, to, to the Falcon and he becomes Captain America. But this doesn't become accepted in his community or in uh, in America because he's black. So while he's trying so hard to, to prove that his own race and his own community, that he's not selling out to the white man to become a Captain America, that he's trying to make a better place. The white community is like, yo, you're not paying attention to us. And like, it's a tug of war between, you know, his people and America. So now it's like he has a moral, like, like it's it's one of those things that he doesn't know what to do morally. But he knows that his people have been suppressed enough that he, he he's trying to side with them, but also not look like the bad guy. So at one time he's like doing a self-reflecting and he's walking around and he goes into this this area where there's somebody speaking and he's hearing the words from this guy and it's it, it's it makes it's like inspiring him to be like yo fuck what what the perception of me is i have to be what really is me and the person that he's listening to speak is magneto and magneto is talking about the mutant race and he sees the comparisons between the mutant race and the African-American race. And he turns from that guy that he thought Cap wanted him to be. And he just became, I'm going to be the black Captain America. Fuck that, you know, fuck the government, fuck all that other shit. And I'm going to make my people great. The same way Magneto wanted to make humans great. So he, that's where he would turn to the, like, anti-hero. Like, he would start fighting against the government. 
and like she would have to stop him. Like he would, he would be like a flag smasher type shit. You know what I'm saying? And and that's where his turn would be because he doesn't see the same nobility in being Captain America as Rogers did, because Rogers just defended America and everyone in it, where Sam has to defend his people from America. You know. So he essentially he'd be a good guy, but perceived as a bad guy. Yeah, perception is usually what. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's pretty cool. Hmm? Yeah. For a second, I didn't know where you were going. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's going. That's good one. Um, I'm with that. I can definitely see that. That's a that's a that's a real. Once you said, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's easily." That's real easy to see. Yeah. Real easy. I was like, "Sign me up." You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. All right. Take that one. Mm-hmm. Who who you got, Lay? Who's your next one? Uh, um, just, just lost the dude. What's wrong with me? Uh it's right there. Jesus Christ! I just lose him. I'm thinking about what you're saying. I'm like, wait, that's a great idea. Shit, my uh, man. You I'll, want me to go? What you think? Go, or you got? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm just trying to remember. Jesus Christ! All right. So, uh, I got Booster Gold. <laughs> so Booster Gold is a is really a nobody from the future who took a whole bunch of future tech that allows him to have all the powers of a hero and a little uh like a little robot comes back with him so that gives him the knowledge of the time period he's in and what happens in certain situations. So everybody knows Booster Gold is kind of like He's kind of the new uh, Aquaman. He's kind of the big joke now. Nobody really takes him serious. So, after fighting with the Justice League to stop Vandal Savage, he's the one who actually does stop Vandal this time. He uses his knowledge and all of his tech, and he's the one who takes him out. And when he turns around to like get all the adulation, none of the other superheroes give a shit. They're all doing their own thing. The headlines are Superman and the Justice League stop Vandal Savage. Nobody's nobody's acknowledging the fact that he was even there. Fucking Lois Lane. And <laughs> the robot, the robot's telling him of how great the Justice League is. And every story they that the robot tells him, Gold's not in there. And he's like, wait a minute, but I'm here now. The timeline should have changed. I should be a part of this. I should be, I just saved the world from Vandal Savage. There's no record. There's no mention. And the robot's like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. You're not affecting anything. And the minute he hears that, he snaps and goes, well, if I'm not affecting anything fighting with the Justice League, I damn sure affect things fighting against them. (laughs) And turns around, the one guy, the one guy Batman did not plan for because Batman never saw him as a threat. Of course, yeah. He takes out Batman first. Knowing what he, you know, 
knowing how certain events play out and all that shit, he tells all the villains in Arkham Asylum, you want the Batman? Go after Bruce Wayne. Sets them all free. And it's kind of like a long Halloween type deal where Batman's got to try to fight everybody he knows. And in the middle of that, Booster Gold shows up. And Batman, for a split second, is like, all right, I got one person here with me. And it's him, but I got somebody. Nope. Like Seth Rollins with the shield. He fucking literally stabs Batman in the back. Ooh. Leaves him for dead while the Joker, the Riddler, Penguin, Clayface, Two-Face, all the faces are fucking just... As Batman's bleeding out, he's flying away as like a horde of zombies. They just fucking pounce on him. Ripping him to shreds. Goes to Superman. It's like, hey, I think Batman's in trouble. Superman runs, you know, as they're flying over there. He turns around. It's like, oh, I'm, the robot says something to him. He's like, yo, Soup, I'm getting more information. Hold up. And when Superman stops flying and turns to him, uh, with kryptonite dust in the face. Takes, knocks Superman down to the ground. And because Superman's skin is invulnerable and all that shit, he takes a shard of kryptonite, plunges it in his chest close to his heart. Mm. Then takes a, So here in the real world, I don't know if they had this for... Um, Civilian use, but in the military, there's this like weird fucking gel pack thing where if you're bleeding out too much, they put it on and it kind of like it acts as a coagulant to stop the bleeding. It's part band aid, part new skin type shit. Yeah, it, it's a weird thing we have, but in the future, they have shit like that. And as soon as he puts the shard in, he covers Superman with that because he knows that that's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna act as super. It's gonna take the the molecules around the other skin molecules and act the same. So now that's invulnerable. They cannot penetrate Superman to get this out of him. And Superman is just essentially a slow death with this thing creeping up to his heart. Got it. Superman's out of the picture now. Wonder Woman comes up, and he just. Uh, he does the smartest thing he can do with Wonder Woman. Because even with all of his tech, that she's still just going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so he has, the, he has the robot fly out to the uh, Fortress of Solitude and merge with the Phantom Zone cannon. Nice. And while Booster Gold is just keeping, what do you call it? Just keeping the attention of Wonder Woman, his little bot comes in. Bam, she's in the Phantom Zone now. And you would think that he'd go after the rest of the Justice League. He appears on TV. I, Booster Gold, took out the three pillars of the Justice League. You don't want to respect me then? I don't need your respect now. Anytime you send somebody after me, this is what happens. I'm running shit now. And now he's using his future knowledge and his tech. It's dominating everybody. 
That's what's up. And that would make sense. It's kind of like Kang. Essentially. Yeah. Well, what the? Yeah, the guy, my guy was Nova. Ah, there you go. Should write her. And uh, my thing is, uh, eventually Nova he gets all of the Nova core, Nova force into the helmet. And right there, as he's about to face, let's say, Adam Warlock for the first time. And he goes, no. I know exactly what I'll do. Goes to Xandar, takes over Xandar, makes an army, and he slowly goes to different planets. But he doesn't invade the planet right away. Kind of like the scrolls, he sent somebody in first because it was Xandorians, they look human. So they'll pass. It's not it's not a big deal, you know. You know, same thing with Earth. Get close to the um to the get close to the Avengers, but in a sense of not become an Avenger, his agent. He'll be like a liaison. You know what I mean? Rise will be a slow burn that eventually takes over the planet. He shows up, he goes, Now this is my planet. And so forth and so forth and so forth. When he realizes taking over all these planets. What else? And then since Reed Richard is working under him, he goes, well, they are multiverses. He goes, what's a multiverse? Other versions of this universe, just different. I like the sound of that. I want to go to another one. And he does the same thing, essentially assimilating everybody into uh, the, Nova, the new Nova Corps, which is his kingdom, his empire. And then eventually somebody will come and destroy him. But yeah, it's him understanding the power that he wields and understanding what he really wants to do with it. You know, pretty much giving into your basic self, basic needs. You know what I mean? Well, if I have this power, I can do this. Something Superman should have done a long time ago. But yeah. That was the guy. Okay, okay. That's pretty cool. You'll you never see it from Nova. That's the funny part is you're like, eh, he's too much of an idiot. But no. So, but he gets it. Along with the along with the power, you get the knowledge, so it makes sense. My other one on the D side was going to be Doctor Fate, but that was too easy. Instead of being the Lord of the, the Lord of Order or Chaos, he's the Lord of everything. He just goes, you know what? I could care less about both. <laughs> I just want to rule it all. Uh, see, I had Daredevil, but they kind of already did that when he ran the hand. Now, once you said it, I was like, yeah, he, he ran the hand. But I can do, um, shit, I just had his name. Fuck. Yeah, I just had the name and I forgot. See? Yeah, don't get old, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. I'll get you the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it was, and, um. With Dr. Fade, it would have been great because it would have been like he's magic. So good luck, Superman. I I was thinking about Squirrel Girl. Nice. But it's a little too it's a little too much like the whole boost of gold thing we're in. In a sense, yeah, like a joke becoming serious. Yeah. Oh I can see what I can see what you're saying. No, I got it. I got it. Doing the scroll invasion. The, the real Avengers think that they've cleared out all the scrolls. Mm -hmm. And then somebody points out, hey, 
Squirrel Girl has beaten Galactus and Thanos. There's no way she could have done that if she wasn't a scroll. So they go after her. Yeah. She doesn't, at first, she doesn't understand what's going on. Then yeah. she, what do you call it? They send, they send Kamala after her. And she's trying to convince her, like, yo, I'm not a fucking scroll. I'm just, you know, I just happen to fucking beat him. <laughs> and we do the whole thing where Cap told Kamala to go. And Kamala's like, I'm not going to disrespect Cap. If he says this is it, this is it. And it's one of those things where every time Squirrel Girl says something, Kamala's like, of course the Squirrel will say that. You're trying to give me a turn. <laughs> and then, just like in every comic book, we pan off to somebody reacting, come back, Kamala's out. And Squirrel mm -hmm. Girl's like, why'd you make me do that? <laughs> and now they all got to go. And one yeah. by one, we just see reaction shot after reaction shot, reaction shot, reaction shot. And at the end, Squirrel Girl's just standing there with like six heroes lined up in front of her, all taken out. <laughs> and she... It's kind of almost like what Vin was saying with Falcon, where... Mm -hmm. She's technically not the villain, but all the world is seeing the Avengers say we have to stop Squirrel Girl, and they just yeah. keep seeing her beat the shit out of everybody. And the world's like, yo, this is the greatest villain we've ever had in our fucking life. <laughs> Can anybody stop her? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be funny. That would be funny. Uh, well, the other one was, um, I was thinking Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick Fury just seems like a bad guy already. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing is everybody everybody always has a suspicion when he finally turns, but he doesn't turn he doesn't turn to Hydra, he doesn't turn to aim or anything like that. He makes his own thing. You know what I mean? Kind of like a Sinestro kind of thing where he goes, Listen, I've listened to your side, I've fought that side, and I've fought that side. I've worked with you guys. None of this works for me. If I want order, I have to do it myself. You know what I mean? And he kind of detaches shield from it and makes it his own thing. You know what I mean? You, know, you can call it a, a axe or something else, and I have no idea what to call that adjective, and I'm not going to try right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, Or you could call it mace or whatever. No puns intended with the mace. Yeah, yeah that's right. That happened. It's all under the same umbrella now, so it doesn't matter. And he kind of he kind of realizes I've tried every side and it didn't work. I I know. I know what's best for the world. Like every tyrant does correctly. Even though I still think Dr. Doom has the, the best way of doing it. My vote is Dr. Doom. I got another one here. Blade. Blade goes up, as, as he always does, goes to hunt Dracula down. Finally gets to Dracula. And before he kills him, Dracula actually tells him why he does what he does. Why there's vampires, why they need to do the blood thing, why the you know the entire reason that this whole thing exists. Mm -hmm. And Blade actually comes to the realization that he can't wipe them all out. Mm -hmm. It's part of the it's part of the cycle. They like this needs to exist. So That's him being so a daywalker, 
that mm. can walk in both worlds. Absolutely. He assumes control now. And now his only job is to make sure that this persists and that this whole thing keeps rolling as the cog it is in the wheel of life that needs to happen. Yeah, that'll work. I'm saying that he makes daywalkers, like a special force of daywalkers from his own blood. Yeah, the in DNA, led, that would make sense. Led yep. by Hannibal King. Yep, exactly. That would make perfect sense. See yeah. Very, very militant group. Oh, yeah. So, so we got an hour left in the podcast, and mm -hmm. I wanted to get to Moon Knight episode one. All right, cool. I know we all saw it. I wish Kaz was here because I know Kaz really wanted to talk about episode one. Absolutely. But next week, we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about one and two with him. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Lay, what did you think about Moon Knight episode one? I, I was, I, me and Kaz were talking about it, right? Like, just, we saw it before you two fellows did. And it really felt like a pilot episode. It, like, you know, when you see the Marvel stuff, it feels like foregone conclusion that it's going to be successful. This felt like this was a show that we're trying to get on the air and that we're trying to impress people with. They were trying to hook you yeah. to be interested in the story. Because, spoiler alert to anybody, Moon Knight isn't really in this. Like the Moon Knight in the, in the gear. You're literally seeing mostly Steve his that personality Steven as the lead character and he's not who anybody that knows anything about Moon Knight is. They kind of they really switched him off. You know what I mean? So he's pretty much a loser. You know what I mean? The, the perception people have of a loser, should I say. You know what I mean? I don't want to offend anybody that works in a museum or a curator. Yeah. But I no, that was a dope museum, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But um I felt like it would literally felt like a pilot episode, and it was and it was still very interesting because the blackouts made it interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when it got me blacked out, I was like, actually, I, I really want to know what happened during it. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna give me a flashback, unlike Boba Fett, flashback to where Mark is explaining, look, this is what happened when you're not around. I do this. Yeah, you know, Mark Spector is the other personality. He's the mercenary. He he gets down. <laughs> so yeah, that was I love the blackout thing, and then him slowly realizing what's going on was fun. You know what I mean? And the fact that it started with the villain and not the hero, like the way the episode actually started, I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay. And props to Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he was really creepy. And Kanshu was also crazy creepy for the millisecond. A couple of seconds you see him, I was like, wow, oh, that's really common but accurate. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, it was, it, I'm really interested. Um, it felt like a pilot episode of an actual show that they didn't, they didn't know was going to succeed. You know what I mean? I've, I've, read, I've read somewhere people like, oh, I didn't get it. I don't understand. Well, one or two, one, it's literally you're an idiot because it's literally being explained to you. Yeah. I don't know how you don't see that. Two, it's really interesting. And I can't wait for episode two, man. I'm really hyped for it. Which yeah. is sometime tomorrow when I wake up. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they aired around three or something. Yeah. What happened? Three AM they show up. Yeah, there you go. Because I think right. California they don't want it to That's right. 
Yeah, but yeah, and, and for people that may have not understood completely what happened in episode one, episode two gotta explain something. Like mm-hmm. I saw episode one and I was like, All right. We like, all right, now I wanna see episode two because I kinda wanna see the conversation between Steve and Mark. Like I wanna see how they explain this between themselves. Mm-hmm. Cause it's really cool when when he's Steven in the bathroom and you see all those reflections, and then when Mark starts talking to him, it's only him. You know? So, like, it, it, the way they're doing this shit is dope. Mm-hmm. And then he's blacking out, and you see everybody on the floor, like, what the fuck happened? Genuinely, I'm like, yo, what the fuck did happen? Like, how, we missed him fucking everyone up. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. He, we're like Homer Simpson when the mob was out there. He goes, but the Chinese dude ain't moving. He's the one that's going to do something. <laughs> and then you just hear him screaming, like, we missed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really interesting to uh and do you see the the dynamic of three everywhere they always had those signs of threes because you know it's steven mark and then moon knight there's your three different things you know what i mean yeah. and like i said i got the scene that i wanted right away mark talking at the end mark talking to steven it's like i just wanted to see that it's like listen if you shut up i can do this and kanshu is a dick and yeah. I love it. I love that Kanshu's just a prick. Like, yeah. Oh, the idiot is under control. <laughs> you would like, not give him this shit no matter what. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. The guy that does the voice, him and Isaac, Isaac, Oscar Isaac did a movie together where he pretty much did the same thing. He was calling him an idiot and degrading him. It's a movie he did about, they did about five years to get it together. This is a fun fact for everybody. It's a a F. Murray Abraham for anybody who exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, he was pretty much talking down to him too the whole time. So there's a fun fact for you. Okay, that's pretty dope. Cap, what'd you think of it? I'm fucking hooked. Hooked line and sinker, man. I loved how disorienting it was. Where like like Tove was saying, when he blacked out and other shit happened. You felt like you blacked out and missed shit. Like it did a really. Now, I read somewhere that they didn't do the rich guy thing to stop the comparisons to Batman. But I actually like the fact that Steven is, as I was saying in the last podcast with our like mini predictions and shit, having Steven be the, the lowest rung of the totem pole was really effective. Because Mark, we know we're going to connect with Mark. He's the hero. He's going to put on the costume and do the cool shit. And we're all going to love that. But to sit with Steven at the restaurant. Where he was like, no, but you said Friday. And for that realization that he missed two days and he doesn't know what happened. The fact that he's a fucking vegan. And he was just like, "Yeah, just, just give me the best bit of the steak. That's that's the that's the part I want. <laughs> I just want the steak. I, I, how do you want to cook? I want to cook good. Yeah, <laughs> smoking like a vegan. Yeah, like the heartbreak. You like, I really felt it. I really felt that heartbreak where you see him try to com- still try to talk and keep himself together, but it's not quite working. Then when you get to the bathroom." And Mark's like, yo, you have to let me drive. I can get us out of this. And he's doing the whole thing where 
he's walking up to the door, but Steven's not moving. Like, that shit was cool. I saw an Easter egg breakdown where Moon Knight, uh, the Moon Knight costume started taking over. But in the reflection, nothing was happening. Which is a cool little detail. And it was a... Like, you guys have mentioned that you would like to see flashbacks and all that. I don't need to see flashbacks. It, I, I need this to be the Godzilla franchise. Godzilla 2014 was a good movie, but they kept cutting away from shit. But then in the subsequent sequels, all, we got our fucking kaiju battles. So good, good first episode, cut away from shit. Link us into the mindset and how he feels by making us go through it with him. Cool. Now going forward, now we know when he shifts, it's Mark and, and or Moon Knight. Let's see it. Let's see him fuck everybody up. And uh, Ethan Hawke, you guys say he was creepy. I actually thought he was very charismatic and I could see why people would follow him. And I think his little trick with the with the tattoo and the the thing I think that's bullshit. I mean he might act he might be tied to the guy but I don't think it's what he's telling us. Oh the uh the, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Cuz I think it's bullshit that a dude who looks like he'd work with him was fine. Mm -hmm. But the old lady was not. What a better way to keep control of your flock than turning around going, look, no matter where you are in your life, one wrong move, follow me, and you'll never have to suffer that. Because he, again, and for me, I think he's controlling it. Yeah. So anybody who's a true follower will always get the green. Understood, yeah. yeah and I the mean... only reason I think that is because the other men were chasing Steven down with guns. And I don't know if I don't know any religion that's like he who holds a gun is righteous enough to get into heaven. Like <laughs> well, I mean, remember the Crusades. You know, that was a religious war. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing truly in the Bible where God's like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. go go kill those people for me because they don't <laughs> like that's what they that's what they interpreted. No, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And they they're not free of uh, sin. They're not free of sin and consequence and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But what a what a good way to to tie that religious belief where no matter what religion it is, if you think you're doing something in the service and name of that religion, everything you do is fair game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, <clears throat> that whole. So whole righteousness and all that stuff. Everybody tries to justify it one way. You're like, I don't know, man. It still sounds evil to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But you gotta, here's a perfect example. You gotta look at it this way, like the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing, right? Mm -hmm. From a certain perspective, a comedian said barely a joke and got the shit slapped out of him unnecessarily. But from another perspective, a comedian viciously went after a disease that a woman has and her husband stood up in defense 
and would not take the would not take the abuse and the disrespect. So that just goes to show you, what everybody's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Yep. I agree with that. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen in episode two now? I think episode two is where we get the explanation of how Mark and Kanchu linked up. And maybe a little bit of starting to explain why there's multiple personalities and if the other, if the third one comes in, whatever, I forget what his name is. No, but the cab driver. That's Mr. Knight, right? No, no. But talk about the, the cab driver. The cab driver, yeah. Okay. okay. You got to remember, Mark is married. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck asked out the chick? That's true. Because also, Mark Hat doesn't have an accent. So it's got to be the third guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the woman on the phone that called him, Mark, has to be his wife. Remember, she was like, yo, I haven't seen you in six months. And you asked me who the fuck this is or some shit. What's with the accent on that phone that he found? True. So. Now remember when he, when Ethan Hawke saw him, he was like, you're the mercenary. So Mark did whatever mission he did there. That yeah. was a moon night. Mark did the mission as the mercenary. So they're still keeping that to it. You're like, yo, you're the mercenary. He goes, that's wrong. He goes, no, 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 it's you. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing that drew me to Ethan Hawke. When he turned around and was like, oh, you actually do work here. <laughs> yeah. He didn't actually, he didn't immediately turn around and go, all right, this is a cover or something. He was like, okay, so you believe you're this guy who works here. You actually work here. Let me try the approach of talking first. <laughs> Doing the thing with the, yeah. his little the trick thing. with the scales. Yeah. yeah. Which, yo, like I said before, the scariest villain is the one who's in control the whole time. Mm. And, and he said, he said, there's chaos in you." I go, "Yeah, if you had three different people in your head, you'd be, you'd be chaos in you too, fool." What's <laughs> a god? A god. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Clearly, I'm not right. And a god that calls you the idiot. <laughs> no, great. The idiot is in control. I was like, "Wow, that's fucked up." I was, I was really like, "Damn, son, don't do that." The dude's already confused. He doesn't need that word. You may Yo, also mommy. like what. My man woke up with a different. Oh my god! Did he jump out of that window? Are we are we confirming that he jumped out of the window and woke up, landed on? Yeah. Hey. My man said, "Oh, like oh, <laughs> right back in the place, buddy." Mark must have thought that country was gonna help. Yeah. He must have been. He must have been making coffee. Like wait, oh, why you should have let me? <laughs> He's awesome. God damn it. Like he, he probably, said, he did, he did say the idiot took over. So in, in mid air, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Then the idiot. <laughs> 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 he felt that shit, not me. Oh, <laughs> my, one of my favorite parts of anybody wants to know in one thirty second or fifteen second clip who Moon Knight is. When he showed up, the jackal tried to leave. Yeah. yeah. Fighting him, tried to leave, and Moon Knight said, nah, we ain't done yet, and pulled him back in. So you want, you want him to smoke? Oh, you get all the smoke from me, brother. 
Oh yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Motherfuckers like, yo, you wanted the smoke? I'll set the fire. <laughs> Word. Absolutely. So, yeah, well, I mean, second episode should definitely um show more of um um Mark uh, Mark Mark and Steven trying to understand each other. Yeah. And definitely how you know how Mark and Country. I hope Bushman is there for at least a frame or two. Like we get like Bushman is the they keep that part is the reason why Kanchu and Mark are together. Bushman. And they had, and if you look at the phone, not only Layla's name, they also had the guy that's his pilot. Du, yeah, DuPont. DuPont is, his name is in there. There's one call, but DuPont is also mercenary. So he's gonna be on some like, oh, he's probably doing some shit. He's not gonna call you a thousand times. You're like, yo, I, I know the world. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get back to me when you can, brother. So that should I really hope, but I really hope to see Bushman. Even if it's just like a little, oh, he's the one that killed me. You know? And after that, man, just I uh, hope a little more Moon Knight. Not too much. You can you can honestly say Moon Knight to like the fourth episode. And he, from fourth episode and on, he's there. Like sprinkle him in for the next three. And then yeah. four and on. So so, so do like that blackout shit a couple more times and then let's get yeah. to the nitty gritty. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, like, I, that's still interesting. The way yeah. they do it and they balance it well. You know what I mean? I would like to see them talk. But I don't want two two throwaway episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, then you got the thing is you have six. It's a miniseries, and they never said anything about it. Second season. Yeah, they're like they're like for right now. There's no plans. There's only this. So you have to make all of it count. Yep. You yeah. can't Boba Fett us at all. You know what I mean? You have to make all of it count. It has to. You have to get to the point in episodes. But also leave us, leave us so we can be hooked for the next one. Yeah. Like give us enough. It's like it's like a girl that's never really gonna give you any, lead you on enough. And then eventually, after the fifth thousand date, she goes, All right, now you get it. When we're a thousand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you could have just said like the old school movie serials where it always ended in a good cliffhanger. So you need to come back to the theater the next time. I know the, the date thing is more relatable to people because people watch stuff and don't realize it's good. Remember that. People watch stuff and then afterwards they go, this shit sucked. I go, did you see it? Because I saw it. And then years later, all of a sudden it's good. It's like a cult classic. Yeah, it's the, the show syndrome. It's yeah. What, I, what us doctors yeah. like to call yeah. the, the show syndrome. It, it Stock show syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I just wanted to, enough of all of it explaining and then some fighting in there, but from episode four and on, I want to see a lot more Moon Knight and Kanshu than I want to see anybody else. Word. In Bush. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Because like, we're going to see Midnight Man eventually. Even though God, I don't know, rest in peace to the actor who played him and passed away, but he's in it. I'm saying? So, should so be if there's going to be a crossover, let, let's say um, he's there's going to be like some kind of uh, Midnight guys with Blade Midnight and... Sons. and Midnight Suns, yeah, my bad. Uh, with well, Blade Midnight and... Guys, I'm with too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a yeah. rock group, the Midnight Guys. Yeah, you know? They're like the other guys, but they happen at midnight. <laughs> Steve, a... Steve's in that I'm one. I'm going to make that movie, The Midnight Guys. <laughs> you know? When it when, yo, when a problem comes along, you don't want to see these guys at midnight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want to see these sons of, you know, bitches. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Another tagline. Like they always say, nothing good ever happens after midnight. Word, you know, 
when your kid has a 10 o'clock curfew and it's after midnight, go the midnight guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> call the midnight guys. But anyway, but so if they if they're gonna put him in that the Midnight Suns with like Blade and um uh, the night was it dark what's his name? Black Knight. Uh, Black Knight Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider and all that other stuff. Like what what episode would you want to see them come in or mentioned? Six. Yeah. The last yep. episode? Yeah, let him rock on his own. People gotta mm. get an appreciation for him. I'm not talking about them being in the episode. I'm talking about them mentioning it. No, no, six. Yeah, you want to you want to okay. establish Moon Knight for who and what he is, and then you can have your fun at six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, you know, like he can reference. After all, he get reference. He goes, yeah. He goes, um, Cashew goes. I know of a daywalker. He goes, what? Of a daywalker. You have a problem. I know of a daywalker. That'd be hilarious to see Steven in the mirror. I'm like, don't don't we all walk in the daytime? <laughs> then he consciously goes, This is why I call you an idiot. <laughs> I was talking to Mark. Ah, got it. Got it. Got it. Or it'd be like, Oh, uh, we know a black knight. Then he goes, I think they're called African American. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Scottish all of a sudden. <laughs> but you know, he had the accent. Oh, yeah. man. He goes, oh, yeah. you know, tell him, he goes like that. Um, many different problems are mystic, and there's always a doctor that can help. There you go. Scientist Strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, because at the end of the day, Doctor Strange is the one that leads them. Yeah. And Kevin Feige did say that Doctor Strange is going to be the central point of all of this. So of moving forward. Yeah. So would this be more like you would put in the multiverse of madness, like a a, a Easter egg for that in this show, or would the Midnight Guys be the Easter egg? Because well, we're calling them the Midnight Guys now. Yeah, the one who's left and the Midnight Guys. It's official. Honestly, I, you said it before. I well, I I, I mean, you, you should really separate these two universes. Have have the mystic supernatural stuff on one side, and then have you know the the universal, whatever the fucking threats you want to call them. I am more interested on this side because I've seen this already. You know, I've okay. seen Thanos. I've seen it. We've seen the yeah. Guardians, you know what I mean? And they're going to they, they're gonna expand, but I've seen that already. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see something different. And I like that kind of shit. I, 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 like, I, kinda, I like horror movies. I like supernatural stuff, you know what I mean? It's still scientific, but it's rooted in a lot of history that's real. You know what I mean? Conchu, um, uh, the, the afterlife, you know, with Ghost Rider. Uh, Mephisto is the devil, nightmares. Makes sense. Blade and vampires. You know what I mean? Look, jackals, werewolves. Werewolf by werewolf by night It's going to be in something eventually. You know, so yeah, it makes... He could be in here somewhere. Yeah, so it makes, it makes perfect sense to separate the two and have Doctor Strange be the one... He can be like the Nick Fury of this whole thing. Yeah. Like he literally goes, yo, I, you guys got this? Yeah, I got to go handle something. What is that? It's none of your damn business. Don't worry about this. Word. You're here. You you be here. I got to go over there. They're and doing he, something there. And they'll save a lot of money without having to put Samuel Jackson in all these damn shows and movies. And, you know, and and with the Multiverse of Madness, it kind of hint on it, you know, because Scarlet Witch can be, can kind of start, she can start something or wake up somebody. 
you know, maybe like a Nightmare Mephisto that they've been dormant for years. Or Lilith. They, yeah. We're saying that? We're saying? Said Lilith. Uh-huh. And you can, she can wake something up by reading from that book or trying something. And all of a sudden, now Dr. Strange's like, shit, now, this, now I have this problem. Yeah. Wong is like, well, you wanted to be uh, so supreme, right? Handle it. Also, you know, you know, one thing that we're not taking into account is that the multiverse of madness might not be Dr. Doctor Strange's fault. Now, remember, at the end of WandaVision, Wanda was sitting on her porch, but the Scarlet Witch was reading the book and you heard her kids asking for help. She could be tearing apart the multiverse. I mean, that's my given thing is. She did it, and Doctor Strange kind of furthered it by doing that stupid thing in No Way Home. Yeah, he kind of like opened something. She was already opening it, and then he kind of like kicking the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was yeah. cracked open, and he did that shit, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, there it is." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, and Wanda, in furthering trying to find her kids, wakes yep. up something that's been dormant for years, which is really easy to do apparently in these universes. It's yeah, like you look for one thing, all of a sudden you're knocking somebody else's door, and they're all, the, the guy comes out like, my man, what? Oh, well, what the fuck do you know? <laughs> Who's yeah. happening here? The last social supreme did. Yep. The ancient you, one. You called me a bitch, yeah, didn't you? You? Oh, shit, not what's on. And, you know, the purpose <laughs> is to take over the universe or destroy everybody or yeah. take souls or, you know, slap your mom. What, I don't know. Whatever they do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It could that could be the way he lead, and then Doctor Strange realizes Wong tells him where well, the way it was defeated before was the Midnight Suns. What the hell are the Midnight Suns? And that's what I want Doctor Strange to say. What the hell are the Midnight Suns? Then he explains it. And he goes, usually it's one person like this, one person like this, and he starts collecting the people. You can do that in the show, and then yeah. ultimately it becomes a movie. Yeah. Like his search for the Midnight Suns. <laughs> Just don't name it Doctor Strange in the search for the Midnight Sun. No, no, I would not name it that. No, what? no I would not name it. Did, I would, Doctor, I would, if you name it something like that, first of all, I'm not saying that whole thing. You you know, to be honest with you, instead of a Doctor Strange looking for the, the, the people, Doctor Strange could have sent Blade because he already went for the Dark uh, Black Knight. So Doctor Strange could have been like, yo, Blade, round these people up because I got some shit that you got to handle. Mm-hmm. You know, that and work. you know, th- and that's how you would go into the TV shows. Blade would be the guy. That works. Yeah, it's not wrong with that. But you know, Marvel, you're welcome. Ideas are being pitched here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We got we get both sides. DC, I got got you, got you. You know what I mean? But yeah, I would definitely keep both of them separated. There's no reason for Falcon to ever meet Moon Knight. Yeah, there is no need for that. Saying if you want to cross them over on some like oh they know each other that's it they don't they don't need to work together these are two sides that are not going to get along you know what I'm saying play doesn't oh, care about anybody that'd be a, oh, like, be a, a cameo, like a cameo like a cameo where Hawkeye's about to do some shit and he sees he sees Moon Knight beating the shit out of people he's like I guess he's on our side and just walks away <laughs> like he's like he, goes, he, he goes. got it huh? you know what I'm or saying you, you awesome. do a great callback. To uh, Civil War, where somebody's giving uh, Sam a brief, and they mention Blade, Black Knight, Moon Knight, 
and he looks at Bucky. He's like, "See, didn't I tell you? Everybody's got a gimmick." <laughs> <laughs> or he can you can have something when Natasha sees the Punisher and goes, "Castle." What? Nothing. Nothing. She doesn't tell the rest of the Avengers. The new one, she goes, "Castle." Nothing. 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 Just, just let's let's leave this alone. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I can see uh, this your... area is clear. <laughs> There's no one I can left. see her turning around and be like, oh, just saying castle. And then when people look, they're like, oh no, I was talking the white castle. I wanted to try <laughs> the white castle. See, that is not the castle. Oh, that is a church. I don't go to those. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that on some. Because, yo, without showing Frank Castle mm-hmm. on TV to have Natasha's sister go, Castle, we don't need to be here and leave that yo already. Because if you got a black widow afraid of this guy, he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> you know, he's a bad motherfucker. Leave him alone. She's also, yeah, I get, I get hired to do stuff, but not that kind of stuff. Yeah. Keep your money. We don't we need, need to go. Yeah. Yo, can you, dude, if, they, if they're truly doing like a Thunderbolts thing or a Dark Avengers thing with US agent and the new Black Widow and all that. They, I would love a scene if they're not going to show him where it's similar to what you're saying. They're looking over files, dossiers, and John picks up one is like, what about this one here? Frank Castle and uh, what's her name? Fontaine. Or, Allegra yeah, Fontaine, whatever. whatever. Yeah. She turns and goes, no, 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 no. Not that one. <laughs> that one can't be controlled. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we went down that road. Didn't work. That's how I lost the first team. What? That's how I lost the first team. The whole team. <laughs> or or you'd be like, he's more of a solo act. Let's give yeah, me yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, yeah, give me that one's one. more. Yeah. 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 He doesn't take orders very well. Yeah. Or at yeah, all. Like, yeah. How about look at the abomination? You tell me <laughs> talk to me about him. Yo, <laughs> she can even take it from take the dossier from him. As if that's soaked in blood. Awesome. She's like she don't even want to. Uh... <laughs> you can, you can, you can shred that. Get rid of that. Yeah. Nobody should come across that file anymore. Saying that it's funny because <laughs> I was, as you say, Deathstroke. I was like, that's one that HBO should definitely make like a, like a miniseries or a thing about. Yeah. Him on his missions, and he can come they, across a bunch of things, man. They they had him in the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, like his aura felt right. But the way they did him, it was like, all right, he's a little watered down for them. But uh, that that would be a dope show to have, you know, that stroke. Because it's a lot of these Batman villains do more than just fucking fight Batman. Ninety percent of his bad guys are hired guns to take out Batman. They don't chill in Gotham. They don't like Gotham. He's doing his own thing. He's like, fuck, I got to go to Gotham to kill Batman. All right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, they, they have enough problems here. And yeah. he's a mercenary. You know, he gets hired to do other work. Like other people can yeah. hire him. You know what I'm saying? And he has a crew. So yeah. It makes sense if you're like, if you want to do something, that can be one of those things where they go around the world and film that. Yeah. Like, almost like a kind of a Jason Bourne thing where he's like, he's globe trotting because like, oh, I'm got, I got to hire to do this. And he goes up against guys that are like, it's, I guess it's DC's version of AIM, Hive. Yeah. And then their version of S.H.I.E.L.D. is um, 
What's the name of it, Cap? I forget him. Argue, argue something. Argus. August. What is it? I thought it was August. It's the one that Amanda Amanda Waller runs. Yeah, isn't that August? August. So is that what I mean? Uh, you're right. You're right. I, I, yeah, uh, so that's like, what they call it on the Flash and and uh, Green Arrow. And Arrow yeah, but that's the thing is he can either be hired by them or be pursued by them because you know they that's very wishy washy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing with the Punisher. Sometimes Shield needs him, or sometimes they're hunting him. So you're like, you know what I mean? Could be a back and forth kind of thing. And she can be like, oh, I need you for Task Force X. He goes, are you kidding me? You're not putting a bomb on my neck, and I'm not an idiot. Yeah, no, I, not happening. I read what happened to Flag. Yeah, exactly. I've heard what happened. You had yeah, that Captain idiot, Stars you had that idiot peacemaker. They did peacemaker killed him. Those idiot. Do you know peacemaker? He's a moron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I agree with him though. Batman sucks. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you can. I would definitely do that. It would be really interesting. You can even do one with the question was just really detective work. Purely, and he's conspiracy theorist 100%. And that would fit in like the X Files, Eureka kind of fans that love that kind of shit. Like, I've been saying that for years. And he, because he's batshit, he'll believe it. And he'll make you believe it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You and know, you can, get little... you can introduce Solomon Grundy. Yep. That you don't even have to show him, but he that's one of the conspiracies. Absolutely. He has to throw him up on the wall. He's like, yo, yeah. that's. Yeah, It'll be like the over. like when you see that thing in Batman, except him, that's his whole house. He's on some disconnected to this, you know, like oh, the, the ends of shoelaces, the ends of shoelaces is a more sinister thing. What it is, I don't know, but he said it. And you're like, now I want to know. <laughs> what would you guys think about like a Planet Hulk TV show? Hmm. Where it's more like he you see him. He's already conquered the planet, and like he's with his wife, and he got the kid, and and it, it like the series ends with the the invasion, and he has mm-hmm. to go, you know, like his wife, and then there's the movie, you know, War, World War Hulk, yeah, like World War Hulk or some shit. That would that'd be ballsy. I mean, I would, if done right, it's funny because you could literally use the same technology used to make the Mandalorian, like that three D TV yeah. thing that they have. Yeah, yeah, it would be yeah, you can do that. I mean, I would, and if you do it correctly, you get two seasons because, you know, he winds up, it's, it winds up being like a, kind of like a King Arthur Camelot thing or Rome. Yeah, it's, it's just like, yeah. Spartacus. Yeah, kind of like more he goes from that, he ascends and all of a sudden he goes, I'm happy here. All of a sudden he goes, then you went and did that. Yeah. And you can make it easily elsewhere. You know what I mean? Because the Illuminati is all together. Huh? Yo, can you imagine this? If they if they do a little bit of a spin for the movie for World War Hulk, where somebody tries to connect with Bruce, and Bruce turns around and goes, Oh no, I gave him full control. He was happy. I was content. You messed all that up for both of us. Mm-hmm. We were we were finally at peace together, like yeah. real peace, and, and you fucked it up for us. And also, when I was looking up uh, the sons of Hulk, because the daughter is uh, is another universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the daughter is a, a woman from another universe, and the six one six Hulk coming together, but it's She Hulk. 
It, it, like in that universe, is the She Hulk is his daughter, but yeah. the son, like his wife, married the Hulk and fell in love with the Hulk, but knew about Bruce Banner and accepted him for who <clears> he was, <throat> even though she was in love with the Hulk. So it, it's deeper than just the wife is in the Hulk has has a wife. It's like the wife knows about Bruce and she accepts Bruce for who he is, but fell in love with the Hulk and just married mm-hmm. to the Hulk. So I don't know how the comic went with. You know, Bruce was able to come out sometimes or whatever, but no, he would he was the Hulk one hundred percent. Okay. He he never switched back. Yeah. 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 So yeah, would um I would I would be about that. You know, it's a it's a, a lot of stuff with a lot of characters, but mostly the guys that are not well known that I would love to see them do something with. Like if you're gonna do TV shows, you can definitely make it a lot more interesting. You know, because you've yeah. done you you can do heroes for hire. The right way. Oh yeah. Pick a better, pick a better Iron Fist. And it would make sense in New York City and this climate. It goes, yo, listen. What we just went through was hard, and we all got to make money. We got to have a living. And then you can do the Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage thing. I have a kid on the way, bro. Goes. I wanted to mention that. How the hell did you hook up with her? He goes, well, impenetrable skin. We're both strong as hell. Sounds right to me. Yeah, we tore down a lot of motel room. Sounds right to me. I'm, I feel like, aren't you know, we made for each other? Right, shit. Mind you your fucking time? business, Iron Fist. Yeah. I'm like, yo, don't you think we're made for each other? Yeah, you find Make a lead bitch and I ain't going to say nothing. I got I to gotta ask you another question. How did you lose all that money, Danny? Well, I'm not exactly very bright. Good call. <laughs> I mean, you're a billionaire. I don't know why we're doing this for cash. So then you could there's definitely a lot of stories you can do. Oh yeah. Even with even with Domino the Mutant the Luck one, she's honestly a Marvel Knights character. You know what I mean? Another mercenary story from a woman's perspective, a female superhero. That'd be dope. You do that. You know what I'm saying? It would work for her. Would um, you like to see a Dora Malaji TV show? They're they're making yes. one. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay. A, that's one's supposed to come down the pipe. Yeah. That would that be seems cool. Yeah. That'd be the one time I get uh, Scarlet uh, Scarjo to come back. Just have that one episode where she gets to fight that one from Civil War. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll, it's funny because and um it with Domino being a mutant, she can have that longer life. Like she the what inspired her to be a mercenary is actually meeting Natasha, both on the same mission. And they're like, wait. Natasha goes, yo, you do realize you don't have to work for one person. You can work for many people. What really? Yeah, that's what I do. Before she joined Shield, you know, like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. I can hire plenty of plenty of places. Like, oh shit! Well, there we go. Thanks. Chance encounter changes everything. Word. Hmm? Yeah, luck. There you go. See, it's all it's writing itself. Marvel, it's writing itself. No, seriously, yo, and you know, not for nothing. If I was DC, I would do the HBO TV shows. And have those lead into movies. And then that way, you watch these, like, listen, I would have The Flash, Green Arrow, like, all those shows that, you, that you're that you running, those characters be in the fucking movies. Everybody's invested in them already. Eight, eight, nine, eight nine seasons of that shit. And then you're going to give me some other bullshit Flash that if people went to see the Justice League, and like, oh, I know The Flash, yeah, like, this is this doesn't even compare to the TV show. You know, like there's no only the the red the color of the suit is the same. 
Now, if you had HBO Max fucking the shows with your Batman, with your Superman, with, with all these people doing their own thing, and then they had to come together and you made a movie from that, you know, it saves you, what, 10 years of movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you could have the seasons run congruently. Absolutely. Or one right after another, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now you have interest in, in a fucking movie. You can honestly, you can have a Justice League International show and the big three don't have to be in it. Yeah. It can be referenced, but the, the, the smaller characters can be the ones really dealing with stuff. You can have a Guy Gardner for your comedy relief on some, or Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Yeah. Have that relationship be a thing, you know what I mean? You can tell so many stories between, say, Say you commit 13 episodes to it, right? Because there's so many, the Justice League International, there's so many people, the stories would be interesting because they're all different. Yep. You know what I mean? And you can have two episodes where it's Booster Gold and Beetle getting to know each other. You know what I'm saying? They're becoming friends and you're like, I can tell why these two idiots like each other. (laughs) And then an episode of everybody completely, you completely understand why nobody likes Guy Gardner. You are, you like, yo, he's just, Dick, but I, I just enjoy seeing people not liking him. You know what I'm saying? It's like any other show. You build the characters up right, it's easy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Really, it's easy to relate to different, you know what I'm saying? You can take from, I mean, you can do, look, you can have Mr. Terrific be the head of it, you know, because he's intelligent. You know what I mean? He can do this, the strategy thing. And then at the end of the season, you have a big episode where they all show up and they'll have a big fight. Kind of like the crisis event, but good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so so I got a question for you, and I want you guys to, to tell me who you would pick to play the role. HBO does a Joker series. But the Joker we see from the cartoon. Not no bullshit Joker that we get, like, you know, a brand new Joker that people... Re- no, the, like the, that type of Joker. Mm-hmm. Who would you guys get to to play him? Hmm. Assuming you got Margot Robbie to play uh, Harley Quinn, you know what I'm saying? Who would you get to play the Joker? <laughs> well, pro goes Seth Rollins. Easy. Seth Rollins right. would be would be the the Riddler. <laughs> oh, see, they they acknowledge you. I acknowledge that. It's a dumbass fucking opinion, but it's an opinion. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting that one go. Hey man, um, I I trolled on his uh, in my opinion show before. Yeah, so. I was there too. I was there earlier. <laughs> Send Goldberg. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and that's a. I want to pick somebody young because it would make sense with Margot Robbie's age. But the, but then again, the joke has always been older than her. Wow, this alarm is a lot louder than the last one. Yeah. It's goddamn phone, son. I got to kiss. What would you right. guys think about, like, Woody Harrelson? That's the white man can't jump, right? Yeah. Nah, right. he fucked up Carnage. That's not... No, 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 no. Sony fucked up Carnage. No, I'm... I'm... I was thinking Willem Dafoe, but no. I would love Willem Dafoe. I don't know the guy's name. Huh? 
I don't know the guy's name, but the dude, uh, you ever seen per- Persons of Interest? Yeah. The, the, guy, the guy, guy who guy? ran it? The guy who the was guy? in charge of the tech? Yeah, he, he's, a, he's on the show Evil. Yeah. Yeah, got it. He voiced the Joker for one of the cartoons. Oh, cool. I think cool. he could do a good job playing the Joker. Hmm. Either him. There's a dude who voiced it from the Arkham games. He's a young dude. No, that's uh, Nolan North. Uh, not yeah. Nolan North. That's, no. He's a video game guy. Yeah, but he's a tall, slender dude. Yo, yo Lay, real quick. Can we acknowledge Kenny? That was for you, Kenny. It's your dumbass fucking answer. Yeah. What about the <laughs> dude? Um... But yeah, no, uh, I can. The thing is, he when I saw him the, for the first time doing the voice, the voice of joke, the the the, the Joe Joker's voice, I was like, "Damn, he's a slim dude. He kind of he kind of has the Joker build." Troy Baker, there you go. Troy Baker, yeah, he kind of has it. Not the one that looks like Seamus, the other guy. This one that did the the one that did it for the Red Hood, he looks like Seamus. Ah, okay. Yeah, him. The the younger dude, yeah, he kind of looks like him. Like he has that built in. Dude, you remember um, what's the fuck that TV show, Prison Break? Yeah, the 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 country dude, the guy who oh, was really yeah. fucking bad. I think they cut his hand off or something. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. What yes. if that dude played the Joker? Wow, that's a good one. Yo, I, yo, yo he's menacing. Guy Pierce can also play the Joker. Is that the guy from Repo Man? No, Guy uh, Pierce is a uh, Aldrich Killian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He could definitely what, do it. All right. So maybe I'm bugging, but you remember um, Charlie's Angels? Yes. This, remember this the guy that was guy? yeah the, the guy that was taking the that's hair. The, that's the guy from Back to the Future. That's the father. Yeah. 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 What do you think about him? He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. I mean, you we're talking about a TV series here, but then again, a lot of people are doing TV series now. Like, yo, Chris Evans. Did a TV series, so Rap, these guys yeah. are jumping on to this. Like, this is a it's a lot of money being put into his productions. You can get yeah. big stars, yeah. especially when uh, what was it? Uh, Marco Polo was the beginning of that because they've invested hundreds of millions of dollars. Netflix did in that that series, and it was funny because they they invested more in season two, and that's when we stopped watching it. I remember we watched. We was like, once they did that shit to the kid, Cat was like, "Yo, I'm out." It's funny. Wong is in it too. And uh, Marco Polo, yeah, he's in it. Wong is he, in it. He's not. He's not. Uh, well, can, um, I, was and, I think Kang. he's Genghis Khan. He's is Genghis he? Khan, I believe. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Huh? And yeah, I, don't know. I think I um any anybody we named is pretty much good with it. You can even get the cat that also Gordon on. Levy. Uh, you, you, I mean, I could see it. Nah, he, he fucked. He fucked up Cobra Commander. No. Oh, oh that's he that did. motherfucker. Yeah, nah. He did fuck up Cobra Commander, but then again, that movie fucked up. That GI Joe movie fucked up a lot of stuff. Yeah, but he he said that he, these are mindless movies or some shit. Like he doesn't have the acting. That's that's, not, that's a funny part. I understand when you say that. Like like look, uh, Helen Mara said that about Fast and the Furious, right? Helen Mara, you know she's yeah. oh, she's still hot as hell. Um, yeah. But I was like, you're right. I agree with that one. That one's right. That's it but, is mindless. So here's the difference though, right? Joseph Gordon Levy put in a performance that kind of kind of made you look and go, What the fuck were you doing, bro? Yeah, absolutely. And then you hear the comment and you're like, Oh, you weren't even trying. Yeah. yeah. Then you see Helen Mirren and you see the her performance and you're like, 
oh, she's having fun. Exactly. And then you hear her say that, and you're like, oh, you took it because it was fun. There's yeah. a whole different connotation to it. No, but I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things. If you're going to do it, I was gonna, I'm was i trying to get to that. If you're going to do it, and you think it's mindless, at least have a good time. Yeah. We can tell when you're having a good time. If Either, you're going to yeah. do it, and you feel like you're being forced to do it, leave. First of all, you're going to be under a mask most of it. Like nobody's really gonna see your face, bro. Yeah, no, two of the scenery. Whoever, whoever played them, whoever played Cobra Commander and and Retaliation, that dude was good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's just I was expecting a little bit more GI Joe. If you know what I mean. And yeah. a little less rock. <laughs> I had no problem with the rock, but that's well, that wasn't my roadblock. That was this modern roadblock. That was in the roadblock I know. Shit, even the one in that show that I was talking about was the pretty much the eighteen, GI Joe's Renegade. Yeah. That was more roadblock. Speaking of the eighteen, what about the dude who played the pilot? Oh, um, oh, um Chateau Copley. Yeah, yeah, he's good. If you seen him in the movie with um, with Matt Damon, I forgot the name of that movie. Now, he's a bad guy. He could definitely pull it off. Oh, um, not Elysium, is it? Yeah, that's Elysium. Yeah, him. In that movie, he was. Yo, know, very underrated bad guy. He would he creeped me the fuck out because okay. he was batshit, and I loved it. It was fun. All right, so besides any character that's um, so besides any of the Robins or mm -hmm. Nightwing mm -hmm. or the Joker, and I think Penguin now is getting his own spinoff TV mm -hmm. show. Is, is that in fact or no? No, the Penguin uh, is getting it. The one the 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 GCPD is not getting one, but the Joker is. I mean, okay. I mean, um, Penguin is because they figured. Penguin is going to be part of the GCPD because they're going to be investigating him. So okay, all right. So it's almost like a like a merger type shit. Yeah. So which character in will also include Superman in the Superman you know verse verse <laughs> low level like street level? Mm -hmm. Would you want to see have his their own TV show and bad guy like bad guy level? You know because I I don't think the heroes it'd be too easy. But you know. If, you have a bad guy, and we can put a hero in it, you know. You know what's but funny? It's mostly um, focused on the bad guy. Victor Zaz would be interesting because he he kills people, and then he's like cuts him, he scars yeah. himself up, and you would have two lead investigators trying to catch him. It'd be they a murder mystery that, kind of deal. They already have that TV show. It's called Law and Order SVU. <laughs> no, no, but this is no, but this is um his thing isn't sexual. It's just murder. No, you know dude, I mean? have you read? He does. More no, than I've read it, but I want to. I want to keep it just, you know, kind of like a Dexter thing, but just you know, murder. I mean, just, just yeah, and have and you get two detectives that were actually in the GCPD. You know what I mean? And you can kind of branch it out a little bit more. But like just two detectives, one completely losing their shit because they've been after him for the longest, and somebody and a younger person on some will have some fresh ideas. And this is what this is in a moment where Batman is off planet or some shit like that. And it has to be the cops to find him. Make it eight episodes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you can do that. I got one. Mm -hmm. You make some sort of commentary out of it, but Clayface. Not sure. The, thing, the failed actor who wanted to do whatever and became a clay monster. Then you could send Signal, which is like a low-level Bat family member. Because mm -hmm. Batman and everybody's like, yo, we... 
I, I don't got time to get everybody signal. Go get this motherfucker. <laughs> and and Clayface does transform different. Like he's he can change his face into other people. Yeah, he can change his body. Period. So you that can have could be different actors. You yeah, that's have... what I was saying. That could, that could be one of those where different actors are playing Clayface. Absolutely, and just kind of changes everything. Um, and um, damn it, what the hell's the name of it? Um. Hugo Strange. Okay. Strange. Yeah. I figured that would be a, a good one. Simple. And I, I'm hoping, funny, I'm hoping what the Penguin thing is, you could make it a mob war. Where that would be now dope. that Falcone's gone, you have a black mask. You have, you know, all these other gangsters, like, starting up, like, well, since Falcone's gone. There's no real crime boss. Like, eh, nobody cares about the penguin. And they try to come in. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Should I mean that's that's the approach I would make. You introduce a different mob boss every other episode, and then eventually it'll be Black Mask. You know what I'm saying? So then it'll be the penguin versus the black mask. That's ha- that's ha- that's happened in the comic books before, where there's been a power vacuum in the mob scene in Gotham. Yeah. That'd be kind of dope. Would you have Catwoman in, or just leave that? Leave that. I mean, well, the thing is, Catwoman left. Yeah, you know, you could reference uh, other other people, but I would I would keep it between the mobs. They could hire different hitmen in the sense that you like vague people you use in the comics. You know what I mean, or reference certain things, but or events. But the way I see it is, keep it the way it is. They could reference a Riddler, or Joker. Like we're not gonna hire any of those clowns, you know what I'm saying? They're idiots. You know what I'm saying? I want hitmen. You know? Would you would you have a two-face in there also? Two face is a gangster, but you know, it's um and, and it's hard to introduce him somebody like him without Batman. Yeah. And remember, they tried that with Catwoman with Halle Berry, and look at how that shit turned out. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's, like, That's an award-winning movie. Yeah, a bunch of Razzies. Great. <laughs> um, but you could definitely introduce somebody like Black well, Mask without Batman. Mob wise, easy. Yeah. Wouldn't take much. So, what you were saying, the two cops, the older cop could be a uh, Bullock. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's what I was saying. He, can, he can mention uh Gordon, so you don't you can mention him, but you don't have to bring him in. Mm-hmm. What about what can, about uh you can have Renee Rene Montoya as his younger detective now? You know what I'm saying? That can be literally like, oh, I gotta break her in. And then, since she, 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 she is LGBT, so she's a lesbian, you know what I'm saying? There's your, your way in with that, too. Representation then we just got to explain how she grows up to be uh, Rosie Perez. Yeah, I was going to say Rosie Perez. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to leave that alone. Um, I'm going to use this as elsewhere, else, elsewhere because um, that's what the Batman is. <laughs> okay. We're going to do that. Um I would like I would like uh, not to mention that movie. That was a, that was disrespectful. It was enjoyable. So, it yeah. it wasn't it wasn't as bad as Batman v Superman or Justice League. You know what? You know why it was bad? Because there was a badass character not represented correctly, and that's Orphan. Hmm. Orphan yeah. is next level badass, and they made her a pickpocket. I appreciate that they got the uh, ethnicity correct. 
you know, the, the, the race, the race correct, but pickpocket, she is literally probably the fourth, no, the second best fighter now in the world. She's better than Bruce at this point. And she gets older because she's the daughter of Shiva and uh, and Richard Dragon. And you made her a pickpocket. Go fuck yourself. For that, don't put her in it. Well, not, nothing says the baddest fighter in the world like a pickpocket. Yeah, plenty of do, plenty of things to do like the baddest fighter in the world. <laughs> That's the one thing that makes it tough. like like she could sit there and beat up Killer Croc, but to really prove that she got the fighting skills of Bruce Lee, pick somebody's pocket. I saw. I was like, wait, what did they say? Orphan, I'm done. <laughs> I am literally done. What the man? And then you try to make you you really try to make the birds of prey, uh, so like without Barbara, really? Yeah. And you also turned the, the TV hunters. Show failed, but you know whatever. Yeah. You also turned the huntress into some weird ass butt of the joke who doesn't get that they're joking about her. Yeah, like the huntress is an idiot all of a sudden. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, then, like I said, you can you can fix all of that in Elseworld stuff like that. The Batman is a way in to fix a lot of stuff. Like, listen, what, what we did there that was fun, but because especially since the Batman gives you a much more toned down, not ridiculous kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, much more realistic. And a mob war is realistic as it gets. True. This city's been through it. Chicago's been through it. You know, so makes sense. Yeah. Serial killers are real. Yeah, I've seen somebody the other day punch the shit out of a Lucky Charms box. Serial killer? <laughs> He's here all week, folks. <laughs> hey, you don't pay me to write jokes. You pay me to come up with storylines. You got to get this one of these so, you won't, so it won't kill anything. That's right. Pretty solid. That's right. <laughs> no serial killing then, buddy. Word. But Dad yo, jokes already. <laughs> we'll save the we'll save the rest of them for next week. Yeah. Uh one hell of a show. We definitely came up with some shit that could be in a comic or a, a cartoon movie or some shit. And yeah. yo, fuck fuck all that bullshit, man. We need it. We need it. We need to hire somebody that will work for free and make us a, a badass cartoon from our ideas. You know? I'm still the, about the Wings one. Still like that idea. No, yeah. Even yeah, though that, that other thing, fucking guy. That, that thing with that guy, they're in, they're in the costumes. What we're talking about is just them normally. Word. You know what I'm saying? And being yeah. really douchey to Bruce. Yeah. The only one that would be in the costume would be Damien. Because he never yeah, takes off yeah, the mask. Because yeah, he's an a-hole. Yeah, he'll never deal with the mask. He needs to be played by that kid from the Umbrella Academy because he's an asshole. (laughs) That kid? Yo, first episode, I wanted to punch him in his face. And that's Damien in a nutshell. First time I read Damien, I was like, I don't like you. (laughs) I didn't like Jason Todd, but I really don't like you. Okay, put it in the book, Kenny. Put it in the book. (laughs) But on that note, everybody... It's your friendly neighborhood knuckleheads. This is the Knucklehead Comics signing out. Peace, everybody.